Hello, I'm Ian. And I'm Darren. And welcome to the Average Bikers in a Cave, a show where a group of bikers chat and share opinions about all things motorbike, from news, reviews, interviews and the big questions. If you like what you hear, then be sure to subscribe, tell your friends and leave us a review. On today's show, it's our usual ramblings. We will update you on a handful of news stories from over the last few weeks and let you know about the HD Adventure Centre experience. Also, we'll tackle this week's big question. What the hell is happening with petrol? And we have a special guest. This week's episode is sponsored by Afterground, an exceptional drone, wedding, portraiture and events photography and videography company it specialises in capturing video and images on the ground and in the air in a style that is modern yet timeless, interesting and vibrant with a focus on exhilarating moments and pure fun. Using their experience, skills and knowledge they will work with you to ensure your videos and photos are exactly the way you want them. For more information or to chat to the team head over to www.afterground.com or check out their Facebook page. Check in time. I'm going to go first. Why? It's as if you've got something important to tell us. Just, well, there's obviously the venture weekend, which we'll yes. cover it later on yep. because we've obviously, I mean, there's quite a bit to talk about there. Mm-hmm. And that stalls a wee bit longer, allowed you to try and put some sort of video montage together. Yeah. You did like your trailer, though. I did like the trailer. The trailer's, the trailer's awesome. Good. And I've not shared it with Andy because, you mean, I'm going to keep it as a surprise for everybody. Mm. But my big news is this week is I finally picked up my new bike. <laughs> nice new, nice bright orange Pan America special. And it is so good. Loved by half of Glasgow. Maybe no the other half. <laughs> <laughs> Never thought that. Actually, yeah, that's very thingy. But I, so I've literally just been out on the bike and buying bits for the bike. So. That's, that's literally been my check-in Because you buy stuff for the bike Fit stuff, do the bike, ride the bike I say, because you were showing stuff. me pictures of your box earlier on, weren't you? Mm. I was, I was, aye And then once I'd done that, I showed you my givy ah, oh. So, uh, I got that fitted this morning which Giv- is, Givy or jivy? I don't know, is it givy? Jivy? Givy? I don't know It's actually quite easy to install yep. And it was a fraction of the price of some of the others out there I don't know any names and but I was definitely a fraction of the price and dead easy to install. Nice. So. And it's 42 litres and it's got the wee backrest on it. Just a good size for putting a drone in for our trip when I finally yes. get my new bike. Yes. Right, after four days. We were thinking open, <clears throat> but I'm now thinking if the weather's nice, clean clothes go to Absolutely. Melbourne. Absolutely. Just so we can get pictures of Jimmy's house. Oh, I know, absolutely. <laughs> no, won't bother not at all. That. So, nobody knocked in? I think they've knocked I don't know. That shows you the last time I was up and gone, nah. go, do you know what I mean? So I think, it's, I think it's whoever got it has knocked it in. Oh, have they? Ian, what have you been up to? Uh, got the Triumph back out for a wee run, run about. Um, yes. And about with John and his mutt a couple Yay. of times. We've got a wee trip down to Larks and so, which is nice. Um, so, he's quite, um, kinda quite excited again about his biking, although he's kind of. Dead, dead busy now. He's back up in Glasgow with the, the old Outlander stuff. So, um, um, so we, but he will be hopefully booking his lessons. He unfortunately got two red stripes in his wee test a few weeks ago and had to cancel his kind of lesson with the guys. So, oh, really? Yeah, so we'll have to um, see what happens with that. So, uh, what else? What else have I got for you? Um, 
Yeah, Harley Davidson for me today. Updating the bike. Nice. Uh, 18th of April before the parts are in now, which is a bit of a bummer. Which lets you get your wee trip out the way. Lets me get my wee trip out the way just now. Although I was, um, for those that have been listening, I don't know if I mentioned it before, I'm going to New York. And uh, unfortunately, there's not that many bike shops within Manhattan. Which is shocking. I know. There's a Ducati. Oh, there's, there? there's no Harley Davidson. Harley Davidson is out in... In the New Jersey or something like that, oh, so aye, which is a uh, which is a bit of a jolly, you know, because I thought it'd be quite cool to get like a holidays and thing from New York, New York, but aye. anyway, yeah. uh, there we go. Um, and uh, so we've got that wee trip to do, which would be cool, uh, nothing bike related, but still be very, very cool. <laughs> and um, uh, and also, um, I'm was gutted this morning. The guys, the the, the amazing guys at holidays and gave us a wee phone this morning, said that what you're doing tomorrow morning, Ian. I mean, unfortunately, I'm End of month, we've got quite a lot of spreadsheets to do. Uh, anyway, that's a shame because we're going to get you out in the next ride out and get you a big bike to play about on. I was like, oh, oh, you're joking! I was raging. So, uh, so thank you, Scott, for give, for thinking of me and giving me a shout. Um, but unfortunately, as you know, I can't make it tomorrow. But um, you did say you'd give me a call for the next one, so that's good. You never phoned me. I'll be having words, Scott. If you're listening, we're going to have words. I'm in there tomorrow. Yeah, that's mate, it. I, I've got a funny feeling he's maybe thinking that I'll get I'll get this poster back and go. Uh, I'm so gutted that I've, that I've, you know, slid this thing along the road I, that I'll actually want a different bike. Either that, he's probably thought he's not going to leave his bike alone to go and play with somebody else's bike, which is completely untrue. Do you know what I mean? I would quite happily play with, especially if it's the the street glide or the road king or the road glide. Yeah, to be fair, Dan, I have heard that you're quite happy to play with anybody. To be honest, so that's uh, that's. Uh, I'm not even going to do no. that just because that was personal. Yeah, and, and you know, un, unlike all the personal comments <laughs> uh, with with, uh, with uh, Teapot One, which was all about Aye. me dropping my bike. So if anybody's listening and hasn't realised, we were actually in Teapot One's brew time last week, which was uh, it was fun. You mean we did it all remote, which was good because we all managed to get a little beer and it a was good lovely chat yes. and a good you mean top top look. Uh, Bruce's, so, yeah. and, and I never, easy. I never said on the tea, on Teapot One's podcast, but the, the name of my beer was amazing. What was your name of your beer? George of the Dunkle. It was brilliant. George the Dunkle. George beer. Of the, instead, of, instead of George of the Jungle, that was brilliant. Have you got any left? You should take a picture of that and send it to Bruce. <laughs> and go, yeah. By the way, yeah, I meant to see you. Yeah, see, see I was if you drinking, some of these. Drinking George of the Dunkle. Was good. I know. So, so, very nice. Um, Bruce's show Brewtime episode 81 I think it is that we're on is up now on all major platforms and I think his video version goes live on Friday the 1st of April and no that's not a joke it is Friday the 1st of April so uh, get on there and check his check his stuff out um, top bloke and uh, it's a little bit different to what we do so it's always an extra little thing to listen to in between our shows Absolutely, uh, especially if you feel very strongly about lawn sausage. <coughs> yes, yeah. or Richmond's, or Richmond's. Yeah, and exactly. Leave that there. I'll leave it there. Uh, something nice and new and exciting. Ian. Yes, and very that? exciting actually. So it's been a while since we've had a guest presenter. We've had a guest on, a couple of guests yes. on and stuff, but not a guest presenter. No, you know, and that is a that is an echelon. That is a title that we only give. Oh, echelon. Do you like that? Uh, yeah, that's good. Uh, I don't even know what it means, but can it sounds you, good. Uh, I was going to say, can you explain what it means? No. So um, that's a, that's a title we don't give to many many people because you know we only give it to the special people, and I mean that as in a good way, not in a in a. In a you know, politically incorrect way. <laughs> so let's see. Whoa, family um, show. So, family um, show. Uh, so we've had some big names on the show over the last couple of shows. Teapot One, uh, chaps from West Coast. So, but we thought we're really going to have to up the game. How are we up in this game, Dan? If this was a game and we were moving it from one shelf to the next, how this is level six of Squid Game. Level this is six. this is game six in Squid Game. That's it. We are 
blessed. That's not what I could probably say. He's blessed, blessed is a good word to yeah. have a legend with us today. I'm going to dramatic pause, which I'll I, probably edit it out because dramatic edit, pause. Uh, is dramatic pause work. Work. But you could you could find some epic music to put in. Dun, 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 you know what dun, I mean? Like dun, dun, just dun, stop dun, it and go. Dun, ding dun, dong, the witch is dead. Witch old witch. Dunk. Oh no, I'd be the wrong. No, no, anyway, right. carry on. Right. A founding father of what we used to call the Three Motorcycle Club, a regular contributor to the show, and the man who held my GoPro to hostage for six months. Ladies and gentlemen, prepare yourself. Welcome to the show, our good friend. Darren Teo. Nice one. Welcome, Darren. Hello. How are things with you this fine, fair evening in the sunny but bloody cold west of Scotland? It is cold indeed, especially when you come from East Coast Rides, uh, where it seems to snow pretty much all summer. July? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Although it, has, it was snowing here yesterday, and either way it was just, it was bright, you knew when you were used to this, in East Coast Bride, but it was like glorious sunshine, and then next thing it was just the... Somebody throwing polystyrene mm. over the fence. No, no, it was actually yeah. some snow. For, for, the for those, yes, from those that, are, that don't know East Kilbride, um, it has a strange topogra- topographical quirk in the local strata that means it snows all year round because it's so <coughs> high up. Have you got that special toilet paper again? I know, absolutely. <laughs> the <laughs> ones know. with the words on it. I know. So, uh, yeah, so um, welcome, Darren. It's uh, very, you. very good to see you. And we do always like to uh, have a few wee cheeky questions that we ask all our guests and guest presenters. On the show, so um, if you're raring to go, we've got Absolutely. some interesting questions for you. Number one, what's your favourite position? No, um, <laughs> what was the last thing you bought off Love Honey? Exactly, yeah. Show. We're going to end up getting sponsored by Love Honey. That's uh, the last day episode we've mentioned them. I know, absolutely. You know, it's neat. Love Honey. If you're listening, if you're listening, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's, uh, for the right, you know. Can I just say actually? So, <laughs> sorry. After, after like, see your son might be on. Yeah, teapot one being on. Mm-hmm. I'm actually quite nervous tonight. You know, really? Really? Yeah. yeah. Nah. I'm just just thinking about it. I mean, I've, I listen to all the all, all the episodes, you know. Just to hear you getting just to hear you getting slagged off. <laughs> just just yeah. to remind <laughs> you to bring the GoPro. Hi. You know uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's 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 great to be on, you know. So, Mate, it, it's it's good to have you here. You know, I mean, we have it, been. I would definitely say he's probably the sexiest person we've had on the show. I would say. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I want my button that goes do 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 do. Definitely sexist. Love honey if you're listening. No. <laughs> listen to that. Listen to that timbre. Do you hear his timbre? It's beautiful. I can see his timbre for you. That's saying. Um, <laughs> we know you like to play with others, so it's fine. It's tight jeans. <laughs> anyway, shall we crack on with the questions? Yes. Shall we? Yeah, yes, let's, let's crack on. Okay, so first of all, uh, Darren, what bike are you currently riding at the moment? And you're allowed to have more than one if you've got more than one, but you've got. Um, other things that you're looking after that are probably far more precious than the bike, so let's yeah. know. So my daily bike is an MT10. Yeah, my MT10. Um, we talk about them a lot on the show, don't we? Though? I we do. We do. Usually, usually when you're passing them at a petrol station, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's been fully remapped, loads of bits and pieces on it, and it's there's a cracking bike to be honest. You've had that. You've had that around, Yeah, it's it's probably the longest I've had a bike. I think you know. So I've, I've had five bikes over five years, and that's the longest one I've had. Um, I'd say, yeah, that's, that's like, catching me. Huh? <laughs> like, huh? um, but my Darren's coughed, though, he's bought a new bike. Cheese <laughs> <laughs> in the PCs, two days running, bought a new it. bike. That's it. Um, aside from that, I've only got two bikes in there, so the, the second one is uh, a Jixxer 750, um, 
which I would say is probably a track-oriented bike, because my wife might be listening, so... <laughs> it's definitely not a track It's bike. a winter bike, Irene. It's a winter yeah, bike, Irene. It's a winter bike, yeah, that's it, yeah. Uh-huh. Episode, episode 19, Irene, don't listen to this episode. Yeah, absolutely. That's the, that's the name of the episode, That's the name of this episode, eh? Irene's not allowed. <laughs> no, Irene's allowed. <laughs> nice one. So, um, um, and you... Is you mainly the MT10 then you just mainly the MT10 yeah, yeah um, cool. it's, it's it's plenty of bike for me to be honest you know um, yeah there's, there's others out there that I would like to have and I've got my own but that's convenient isn't it because question that two question two is what is your dream bike okay um, and I tell you what to make it easy you can have three aye three and one of them can't can even not actually exist as a bike yet if you want is that a rule? Right, okay. Well, it's for Dan, because he's, uh, he's, he's, he's special. Special. Right, okay. 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 Three bikes. Okay. Um, Suono Factory. That would be the first bike. Oh, 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 oh. Um, he's blown his budget in a while. Oh, that's absolutely, right, okay. yeah. Uh, we're going up in scale here. Many next, kidneys, next is that close to <laughs> <laughs> uh, Street Fighter V4 SP. Oh, Black edition. Yeah. You've no thought about this at all, Aye. have you? No, no, no. He's not got enough kidneys <laughs> either. The specific edition of it, do you know what I mean? So those those two <laughs> could be realistic in the future, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one iconic bike that I'll just never be in touch with is the, I don't even know how to pronounce it, is it Super Legero? Oh, I, oh yeah, Legero. yeah, yeah. Oh, it's uh, expen- you know, I mean, expensive tastes. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just buy a roof? <laughs> no, I was going to say, no Mark no Mungro for this boy. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely <laughs> not. We should dream bike. Is that, is that money in the object? Aye. Like that. Mm. Throw it at it. Nice though. Nice. Aye. Good shout. Aye. Lovely. Lovely. I'm liking the fact he went just proper full on. I mean, no, no even, no. I'll pick one for one genre and one that was just like, no. Oh. They're all going to be very similar. They're all going to be They're F-A-F. all going to go like. They're all going to be F A F. Aye, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Faffs, faffs, they're all going to be faffs. Absolutely. <laughs> nice one. And then, so now that you've uh, you've got your dream bikes sitting in the garage, uh, sitting at home, mm-hmm. sitting in a in the middle of Fort Knox, based on those bikes <laughs> locked up, what would be your dream trip or dream road to take your bikes on? Dream trip. Um, so, can I pick two? Absolutely. Right, cool. You've got three bikes, you might as well. Mate, we've <laughs> slagged you off for about yeah, a year now, so you can, you can pretty much do whatever you like yeah. on this show. You've got um, carte blanche. Carte blanche. Carte blanche. So, kind of local-ish, uh, Cape to Europe, the the Pyrenees Loop. Oh. I like to do that. That's definitely on the bucket list at some point in the future. Make sure uh, that's get... not actually that. It's not, that's not that, I don't say unattainable, but you mean, it's it's not that far away, really, no, when you, you think could, about no, it. you could yeah. do that. You know I mean, maybe you're in a super legera, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> right. You're like, oh, my back. You know what I mean? You're not any younger. Um, but aye, aye that's not that. that you, you get that shipped out. Aye, it's not like you're going to, it's not like you might, you're going to ship it to, you mean, the west coast of California and ride the, you mean, the Pacific Highway. You mean, it's no, no. that's, that's actually quite, yeah, I could see you doing that. Always remember to wear your armor though because you've got to protect your Pyrenees. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Oh, come on. Oh, right, okay. You need to up your game, game no. surely. You need to up, no, you need to up your game, mate. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's just, but no, so it's, it's I expect speaking. better out of you. Oh, come on. Come on. Do you? Do you? <laughs> we're episode 19 now. You mean our numbers are soaring? And soaring. I mean, soaring. Soaring. Yes. yes. So I guess. I was setting you up there for another Pyrenees joke. No, I'm not no, going to do that. Okay. 
So yeah, whilst on the subject of the US, um, on the bucket list, my whole life pretty much was to do Route 66. But having checked it out, there's quite a lot of street roads in that. Um, and it's really, really hot through some sections. So, uh, hi, it's one of those. See if you, d- I watch. We well, I don't know if you watch Richie, Dickie Vegas, Richie I've, I've picked up a couple of them. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, if, I'm picking up working my way through everything that Fortnite Nine's doing at the moment. Oh, Ryan, 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 he's brilliant. Yeah. If go on YouTube and look up a guy called uh, Richie Vida. Right. Richie Vida did a tour of the US. And albeit, I mean, it's not Route 66, but they do start in Toronto. They fly in to, to Toronto with those their bikes and then ride down, ride across, and then ride all the way back up to Vancouver. And they find some awesomely twisty roads. Right, do okay. you know what I mean? Which, <clears throat> I think I... Is that, is that across, like, the old route, route 66 then? No, it wasn't even Route 66. So much it was looking at... They came down and kind of went through, like, Nashville and all that. They kind of right. came down to the kind of more south end and went through... Mm-hmm. But they went round <clears throat> the, the uh, there was a whole load of different roads they went through. I can't remember was it Dragon's Tail or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I have to do that. I mean, they went a whole yeah. and they found all these great twisty roads, and then they found a wee twisty kind of back road, almost like an off-road road, into the like, to the top of the Grand Canyon and stuff like that. And they found some absolutely amazing roads. It's really worth a watch. Mm-hmm. If you mean his US trip, I think he did it, it was 2016. Aye. But definitely worth a watch. The good mean? thing is that Irene's auntie stays in Chicago, and that's the start of it. Nice, yeah. Yeah. absolutely. I, I think, think I think the, the things I've seen about Route sixty six it's an iconic route, mm-hmm. but actually, as you see, lots of sections are straight, but there's not very much on it. <clears throat> there's oh, lots think... of big sections. I know they're kind of trying to kind of change that and add more things in the the non highway or the non interstate stuff, but it's still an awful lot of I've, of a. I... Uh, I think, I yeah. think like that, which, I which mean. is why actually that dropped off as one of my bits. It yeah. would have been historically, but probably not anymore. I yeah. think it's probably one of those ones that you could probably you could probably roughly follow it, yeah. but do some serious deviations yeah. so that you're almost snaking it to find really cool forest twisty roads mm-hmm. and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. You know I mean, so I don't think it's the I don't think the traditional Route sixty six is. You mean on my bucket list, but definitely go and almost kind of follow it. But yeah, day, be bits of it though. Deviate bits off of it and come back on yeah. it and deviate. Uh, and yeah, yeah mean, totally, totally. Because I, I think like riding down the strip in Vegas and things like that in Nevada and you mean it's pretty cool. be, uh, it'd be absolutely awesome. It's one of the ones you could just you pull in, you see the lights, you go tick. <laughs> you mean I can go now? I'm happy. Aye. Aye. So, aye. So and then the, the Pacific Highway up the top, which if you get to the end of the Route 66, just double back up. Aye, it's a lovely, that's a great road, the PCH. I've done it a car. Yeah. Bits of it. Those bits of, but a bit of big sewer was closed off because of slippage and stuff like that um, when I went, but I've done bits of it, you know. Aye. Down to San Francisco, down to Monterey and stuff like that was really. Because you, really you can ride there the Hoover Dam, which brings yep. you into LA and then. Driving over the Hoover Dam. And, yeah. aye, there's just cool. there's loads of cool. Yeah, it's very cool. So I check it. Check out Richie's YouTube bit's quite good. It's it's well worth a cool. it's well so worth it a shout. You also had that. You also did a bit of. You've done a bit of off roading. Just yes. giving because we're going to talk about that mm-hmm. a little bit. Not to the extreme that you've been doing it, but uh, you've done a bit of off roading. You done off road bike. What was? Yeah, it was so a Yami, wasn't it? Uh, Yamaha four fifty F. I kind of jumped in feet first. Well, um, looking back on it now, it's, it's a hell of a lot of bike for enduro. It's heavy, it's powerful, um, and I was looking at the other guys who've done it for years and thought, well, I can do that as well. If I've been on a, a litre bike, it's fine, but 
it's completely different, you know, doing enduro. Um, did you get scared? Did you find you took skills out of that though that you transferred onto the road? Yes. So there's there's an element of you feel the back tire going on the road bike. You you kind of used to that. You get used to that feeling on on, on a dirt bike. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. You need to be going at a fair pelt to <laughs> to kind of feel the back end going sometimes. Mm. Um, Aye, the back end of the bike, just for clarity, by the way. <laughs> you know what I mean, to be fair, I've I felt that and the back end going <laughs> recently. To be fair, so. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, it's um, I'd recommend it to anyone. It's it's, it's amazing. I've been through to to drum clog, um, and I've been off roading throughout bits of Scotland as well. The difficulty we've got in Scotland is that it's not technically legal. Yes, um, green laning is yes. yes. So remember, kids, get get an adult's permission. Yep. I.e. the farmer. <laughs> yep. To you know, go and thrash about and dig up his grun. So, I. Aye, that's the that's why I never went for cast wheels, as I was saying to you before we started, that there was just no point because the benefit of me using or the benefit of using the cast wheels with the fifty fifty knobbly on it is kinda lost here. Yeah. I mean you would literally need to go down and cross the border to get the, the proper benefit out of it. Yeah. And for the eighty twenty tile that's on it, it'll cope with gravel and mm-hmm. sand and a bit of dirt, you know what I mean? It's yeah. no it's but it's nowhere near what you and you know I mean what I've seen you guys doing. Um, and plus it's aye plus it's fine when you're doing it on somebody else's bike those bikes are absolutely bulletproof as well you know they, they'll go through anything aye um, you can slide them down the road down a hill and no problems at all you know there you go maybe next, I need one of them next don't need <laughs> I just said it before you did next. I just said it before you did do you know what I mean I wasn't even thinking that. I, actually, I, I, was, I could see it. I could see I was just eyes. thinking Tio's next thing in his bucket list, and he's definitely not mentioning it because Irene's definitely listening now because we've named the show after Irene. Is I wouldn't mean trying to Dakar trick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Irene's in the house going, no, you fucking moly. So I never even thought for two seconds about you sliding down the street. Actually, there's there's two other routes I've thought of. Oh, go, go on. Um, the Great Ocean Road, Australia. Mm. Love to do that one. Nice. And uh, my sister stays in Cape Town as well. And I'd love to do the Cape. That'd be amazing. That'd be brilliant. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Again. John, John filmed in, down there. Said it was beautiful. Just an amazing countryside down there. Amazing. So to do it on a bike would be yeah. pretty special. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Getting chased by tigers. <coughs> Look at, I hope uh, you're editing that out. Uh, no, I'll just leave <laughs> it in. But I did effect. Yeah. I get chased by tigers and all that, wouldn't you? <laughs> And lions and bears, ha ha. Uh, feel free to chip in. You've well obviously know what we're talking about. Just yep. feel free to just. We don't. I mean, this is not at work. You don't need to put your hand up. Absolutely not. <laughs> your little virtual hand, which is really starting to annoy me at work. Oh, yes. People go. Zoom. Like, teams is, what teams are you are doing? This is not. Hello. Hi. This is not primary school. Had someone on last week. No, I'd done it back. Didn't know how to take it back then again. <laughs> gone. Have you got another question? <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. no. With your hands up. Uh, <laughs> so, you, so you put your hand up. And you don't know how to take it back then again. That's what she said. <laughs> Thank I'll you. Give you that one. Thank you. Thank you. We, have, we haven't heard that. That's what she <laughs> said for a while. Actually. <laughs> cool. Uh, so what have we got next, Dan? What's what's coming up? What's coming up? It's time. For the news, but I've lost the news button. I don't know where. I don't know what one the news button. Which is. one is? It? I think it's. Is it think that, it's that one? one? I think it's that one. Oh, there you go. I know your buttons better than you do. And <laughs> <laughs> that's what she, she said. said. Thank you. 
Uh, so it's time for the news, yes, and our first uh, up is, uh, fun enough, me talking about Triumphs. Which you haven't done in a while, actually. Haven't, to be so fair, that's true, I haven't done it for a wee while. Um, and uh, so we're talking about the Triumph TE1, which Ooh. is quite exciting, because um, cause I do think this is a beautiful looking piece of uh, engineering at the moment, um, as it kind of keeps changing in iterations. But here we go. We told you last year that Triumph were working with a few partners, including Williams Advanced Engineering, uh, to develop an electric bike. Well, here is the latest update. They are into Phase 3. Phase 3. Uh, it's complete, and according to Triumph's Chief Product Officer, the TCPO, Steve Sargent, TCPO. Sounds like something your mother used to get out when you grazed your elbow. That's Hang it. on, go get a TCPO. TCPO, that's it, you know. Uh, so Steve Sargent, he said, During phase three of the project, we have focused on building the physical foundation of Triumph's first electric prototype. And looking at it, it does resemble a street triple. Places, quite a few. You'd be hankering for a street triple for a while, did you I, not? I did. <coughs> so that was, I really wanted that as my first big bike. You uh-huh. know? I had money when you buy money, them. Uh-huh. I genuinely did. We, talk, we, we did say, oh, Tio's going to have a street triple. Yeah. I genuinely I, thought that would be my first bike. And then you went all sensible on us. <laughs> no. <laughs> and we bought a tracer. I actually wish I kept that bike. What, a tracer? Yeah. It was it's, a crank bike. So, I mean, I've got a pal who's one of the instructors at the IEM. And he's got a tracer and swears by it. And Colin's been riding for years and years, swears by it, loves that that bike. That was a nice bike, I liked it. Fuel economy, comfort, everything you need in it, you know. In fairness, it's an empty 10. Everything's better than fuel economy. Yeah, that's true. Especially when you add all your extra bits to make it go super fast. (laughs) Um, So... Uh, so yes, as we said, get away for the wife. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> as she said, um, it does resemble a street triple in places, as we've uh, established here. Also in phase three, Williams were refining the battery pack with some change of components and trying to optimize its weight and its center of gravity. I wish I could optimize my center of gravity. I'll do that when I come back from New York. I'm saying nothing. Uh, exactly. Um, uh, so just to remind you that the all I can say is that I'm quite glad that when I do get the Halley back, my legs are stretched out and they're no hunched up and I'm more squishing things. I, you know. Well, my centre of gravity needs to be shifted again. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Any any, any of our listeners get any advice on how to help me shift my centre of gravity while still eating everything I want to eat, whenever I want to eat it, and not doing any exercise, that would be much appreciated. Um, okay, so just to remind you now that the specs of the TE1 are believed to be two hundred, I believe to be 220 kilograms, 174 brake horsepower, 120 mile range, and a 20 minute recharge from zero to 80%. Which is um, actually pretty. That's pretty good. That's it. Based on some of the, the figures we've talked over the last few podcasts, that's. Can I change one of my three bikes? Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> that looks pretty sexy. Yeah, it does, it does it. done it. Phase four is now underway, and this will probably last for about six months. And this is where the testing begins. So um, probably on a dyno first, and then onto the road. And that that they'll probably cover it in that sexy. Triumph wallpaper, won't they? Oh, they're doing it. Can you imagine that in the Triumph sexy wallpaper? That'd be good, wouldn't it? Oh, that would <coughs> be, awesome. be flying off Although, the to be fair, do they really need to, te- to cover Because everybody knows what it looks like now because they keep putting pictures out. But I suppose for testing, they want to cover it. Again, I stand by, I stand by my original comment all those many moons ago. Mm-hmm. Triumph should do the Triumph wallpaper as an optional paint extra. They should do. I agree with you. Absolutely. What kind of bikes are you riding, mate? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. It's a triumph, uh, would you believe? Well, thought of Suzuki. Mm. Uh, so we will keep you posted as we learn more, but I, 
I personally am very, very excited about this one. Um, but knowing my luck, it will just be slightly too tall for my wee silly short legs. Um, <laughs> you notice they haven't put a seat height on I know. It. They haven't mentioned... I, that's because they, they've been listening to a podcast and they're going, we don't want Ian to bust into tears too but soon. But then, what height's the triple? Because you've sat in the triple. Sat in the, what, the what, speed triple and street triple. How tall is the triple compared to your, your legs? It's Do you think it's tall? I test wrote that a while ago. Um, I think it's lower than the MT10. What I remember. What's the MT10? About mm. 830? Maybe a bit more yeah. than that. Aye, so. Um, I just seem to know that I've. Because there's no point me saying, yeah, I've sat on it yeah. and I can get flat footed. Because I can get flat footed even pretty much anything. I've looked at the, I've looked at the, the sheet chip on all that and, and, and my memory says me right. It'll be touch and go whether it's right for me, but depending on how thin it is. You know, if my, if my legs Aye. are splayed too much, well, then the I'll thing. be disappointed. That's what she said. <coughs> so, um, thank you. Uh, anyway, that button's getting worn out. And you're in the mood, I can tell. You can also read about this bike, this super sexy bike, um, on the Triumph website. Web, website? 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 The website. Yeah, don't go to the website. Go to the website. All right. Yeah, go to the website. So, Is that wobble you, wobble you, wobble you? Wobble you, wobble you, wobble you, dot Triumph. Um, <laughs> yeah, Triumph have got a big, they've, they've, actually, big website. they've actually got a whole bit. Dedicated, dedicated this bike yeah. on, on their website now. On their website, I know. And to be fair, that is, and that's not because uh, Darren's typed the word website wrong. That was just me <laughs> no, tripping, over, just tripping over my consonants. Uh, so please do go check it out. We'd love to hear your thoughts on it. If you want to get in touch on the social medias, let us know what your thoughts are on that. We know we already know what Teal thinks that it's uh, it's quite nice. <laughs> so sexual, exactly. It is, yeah, it is very. Nice. As long as they keep it like that and they don't, do you mean? Just literally make it an electric street triple because right. be, it would be it'd be a male and capable bike, but there's just mm. something a bit more industrial about that that I that I really quite like. I'd love to, I'd love to see how they could take that and incorporate it into their retro stuff and you know their Bonnevilles and all that. That would that would be a real. Well, I think that's probably going to be. You mean the kind that that would be amazing to see how that. That's probably going to be the mixed stages uh, once they get the technology right and they're sure that it's doable and all that. Then they probably just look to expand it into whether it be into a Bonnie or a Truxton yeah. or you mean Truxton would be cool. I think issues that's come up historically in your in your episodes and it's been within teapot what one episode mm-hmm. and then before that as well was was the infrastructure. So I think. Well, that's, that's the kicker. That, that is the kicker. Absolutely. That so, is. actually, talking just talking about that, I finished off. We talked about the teapot does the the big hunts with lamb chops, and obviously they've done a few. But the last one was pie and mash, and I hadn't finished it, so I mm-hmm. finished it obviously this Aye. week. And actually, they were riding a zero and an energica in the centre of London, and they got to one charging point, and they thought, well, we'll just charge up because it's literally close with where you're going. And for all it had the two connectors. Right, so mm. one would go in the zero and one would go in the energica. It would only charge one bike at a time. And you're going, well, that's just put people off buying it because you're going to rock up there and go, oh, that big guy's charging his scooter. I'll charge my big bike. Mm. What do you mean no. it's no charging? <clears throat> Why is it no charging? Because somebody's, and then you're going to get to the point where folk are just going to start unplugging other people's bikes and plugging nails in. And I know. I mean, there's there's a mischievous side of me that whenever I walk past cars plugged into these things, I think it'd be funny just to go. <laughs> just wiggle it out connection. just breaks connection. But but I have never done that. But so I, forgive my basic understanding here. So see cars that are plugged in mm-hmm. on the side of the road in the city centres. How does it work? Is it like a 
card slot you charge it or two or there's, there's different ones that's, you a, know, that's the problem that's another issue that's another issue infrastructure again Freddie Dobbs if you watch YouTube he took a live wire and drove it for wherever it was back to his house mm-hmm. and he lives mm-hmm. in the south east England which is predominantly the highest area for charging points he never got he had so many problems travelling that road that route home because someone he worked someone had one charging station, he would get there and it would be an Audi parked in it, somebody was charging their Audi and, and then he would get there and he right. could he had to download an app to pay for it, stuff like that. Whereas the best <coughs> ones, just literally around the corner for the man cave, right? There's three stations around the corner. Albeit you need to have your own cable. Right? You need to take your own cable yeah. out and plug it in. But then you know you're guaranteed to use the right cable. It's the it's the one that we really need. You literally go up and go, I'm at a charge, contactless, beep. And it just takes your payment Aye. and you go, right, charge me. And that's it. And that's it. That's all it should that, that's be. That's how it should mean? be. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a, where I stay, there's a, a, a car park just down the roof of the house and there's a, three or four charging points sitting, they've, they've allocated based on that. And you constantly see people out on their phones, trying to work out, looking at things, you know, holding their glasses up, going, what, what am I doing with this? Because it's clearly a different system from the one they've been using elsewhere. They just don't, you know... Aye, some of them you've got to download an app and yeah. then you've got to dingy your card to the app so that you can pay for it and then you've got to type Aye. in the number of the... You're like, come it's on, I'm having difficult. to charge it for 40 minutes to you, get power you just out. added another Do you know what I mean? Which will only work at this this uh, one and the mobile signal is rubbish with arm so you know uh, you, you know fuck I'm wanting about waving their hand <laughs> up and down you know take now so aye they need to standardise the infrastructure yeah. and you know what I mean make it all phase three make it all literally contactless do you know mm-hmm. what I mean even worst comes to us go old school like they have at the petrol stations put the card in and type in your number mm-hmm well, I thought it was interesting the concept you thought of, which was to have the swappable battery packs. Yes. You know? So that's what's that's what that's what Kawasaki and, and Honda and a couple of the other aye. Chinese manufacturers yeah. are working on at the minute. They're working on a standardised battery they they can use across all. Yeah. So there is a standardised battery, but that to me would make sense. Yeah. Is they have the infrastructure. You don't even worry about charging stations. You just literally got a bank of yeah. batteries, and you obviously you don't own the battery. But then you're renting the battery on most electric cars anyway. You don't, right. own no, don't own it. Uh-huh. So why would you know just take it out, slot it in, pay the, the money, take another one out, slot yep. it straight in, mm-hmm. and away you go. And it's like that's a no-brainer. And yep. I'll be it. It was going to be a bit more expensive than just plugging in and paying for mm-hmm. it because you're having to pay a bit more for the infrastructure. And all right. that kind of stuff, but it it still be cheaper than petrol, especially at the minute. I mean, I would I would think to myself, I know for, for talking about, I think we're going to talk about that later on anyway. The petroleum stuff, but right. you know, um, I think you know, but there is a network there of petrol stations that if you could get enough batteries in, <coughs> it's it's just ideal. You slide in, we could we could in and slide away again. You know what I mean, it just aye, to me that should that should be the way. They should just all get together if that's what they're going to. You mean if they're determined to get. A good healthy mm-hmm. contingency of electric bikes on the road they need to come up mm-hmm. with something because everybody having their own different connector mm-hmm. and then everybody or every different manufacturer having their own different way to pay for charging it up it's just uh, it's absolutely nuts i think the, the biggest kick have been even like this was at the t1 one you've got mm-hmm. 20 minutes to charge up to 80 percent right we can fill a petrol tank in what five minutes pay for it and go aye. Aye. but if you go to that swappable battery situation 
You'd be away before the petrol guys. Aye, you'd be running at any time. Uh, totally, aye. But see, the thing is, is it, 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 it just shows you how, but it shows you, shows you how um, interesting it is because you're like that, 20 minutes you've been in and out, but, I, you know, after all the stuff we've looked at and all the stats that we've talked about, I'm, you, you're now going, 20 minutes is good. 20 minutes is all right. Aye. So, I mean, on the and, grand, and it shouldn't be 20 minutes. On the be. grand scheme of things, <coughs> if, if, if all the chargers were phase three and it was just go up, tap your card, plug it in, and then you go, and it's 20 minutes, and everybody was like that, then it wouldn't really bother me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Go up, plug it in, 20 minutes, go in, have a pee, have a coffee, Mars bar or whatever. Mm. You know what I mean? By the time you finish that... The upselling potential is amazing. Yes. Yes, yes. yeah. Have a snack. Exactly. But I think the problem comes with, so at, at the moment when a, when a car needs petrol, you go to the petrol station, you, <coughs> as I say, you're three to five minutes and you're off whatever it is. Yep. And you've got a queue of cars, right? Yep. But if you've got a queue of cars waiting to charge in the 20 minutes of car, you're oh, talking about a massive car park. Exactly, and somewhere. that's where the infrastructure needs yeah. to be yeah. seriously at a bus. But then the, the only the only good thing about the the way the infrastructure is working at the moment is that they're not limited, limiting it to... Garages or petrol stations, you know, for batteries. Yep. So you can you can nip to a, a spot behind Tesco. You can you know, there's more yeah. aye. community centre, community centre, you know, and, and, aye, you know. But I mean, I, I mean, I know a friend of mine who was he um, he was had a, he's got an electric car for his work, but they took it down south to go to a wedding or something like that, and they, they got that whole panic thing setting in when they were because, range anxiety, yeah, range anxiety. But it, but they they went to a couple of places which was part of their account. I don't know, it was like they didn't pay for the electricity because it was they were. Rent and whatever it was, you just go in and tap it, and everyone was broken. And eventually, they had to find a place that wasn't that they had to pay for had on to pay top for of it. what their their contract was. You know what I mean? So, um, <coughs> which is just and range anxiety. That, I think again, that's that. That's it's like it's like that. But the next thing, won't it? Because you know, when with mobile phones were out, with all of that whole anxiety, you don't know you got a mobile phone with you, and people are panicking about nobody. And you know, there's all this kind of issues. I've got my phone. Oh, you know, I'm down to twenty percent battery on oh, my phone now. It'll be cars. So we're just basically we're just creating more angst in the world. Aye, you know, and it's not that they are they are so much fun to ride. Do you know I mean, this is the thing. I've not actually been on one yet. Oh, we no. need to fix that out. Yeah. No, I mean, either. I've not been on one, actually. I keep, I keep De- going Derek, in. Uh, I keep Derek. dropping hints. So, I keep so, dropping hints to the, to the boys in Harley. And the, so. and the, they never could. <laughs> I'm going to have to just walk in and go, Gee, is that live wire for half an hour? An hour. <laughs> Two hours. Hi. Oh, wait a minute. And he's charged. Gee's over half an hour. <laughs> so, so, Derek, if you're in the gym right now and listening, Aye. right? There's you know two mean? guys right here. Aye. Keep, Aye. Keep, keep running. Keep running, Derek. Knees up. Knees up. Come on. Right. Uh, five mil reps. Five mil reps. But if you're listening, uh, there you go. We'll, we'll be in touch about a live wire just shortly, um, and we'll get that out in day review. They still it. got one? I don't know. Don't I'm know. assuming so. They can not have one. You know what I mean, although they were. I think the talk was is it was going to go to a kind of online system when it goes to like live wire one. Live wire one. So, mm-hmm. and you actually just order it online. But there you there go. go. Uh, moving on. New Indian Scout Rogue. So American manufacturer Indian have added another bike to its already popular cruiser lineup. Uh, it's the fourth version in the lineup of the 1133cc engine. The new Rogue is clearly filling a gap that used to be owned by the old Harley Sportster 1200 iron, but now that obviously it's been discontinued, it sits alone uh, in this kind of bracket. And yes, there will be people out there that are saying, oh, but the new Sportster S is it? To me, that's a different style of bike. The, the Sportster S is a different style of bike for the old Sportster um, irons. Yep. And the, 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 brief, the brief rides I've had on the Sportster S, I would agree with you, yeah. 
handles handles well handles well horizontally. Mm. Uh, the liquid cooled V twin produces ninety three point eight brake horsepower and seventy two point three uh, pound foot of torque, which is very respectable. Um, with a dry weight of two hundred forty-eight kilos, uh, two hundred forty-one kilos, so probably weigh add maybe another what five or six kilos onto that. Um, so it's but it's not that's not heavy. I mean that to me for that style of bike that is mm. not no, a no, heavy no, no, bike. No, no. You know I mean even the, dry. I was going to say though, but there's, 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 as I, as I say, I've been you know kind of um, binge watching all that Ryan Fortnite right yep. stuff, and he does like he does a great one on you know the whole thing like the whole torques and brake horsepowers and dry weight and everything like that and aye. and it makes you kind of go and we're really kind of pointless telling you what the dry weight is because for all you know that could add another 100 kilograms on and you know when, when they top to, up with oil and when they top up with petrol and they top up with everything you're going aye. Mm, and to be honest right mm. it could be 250 wet right mm. but me riding it and i'm a lot bigger than you aye. or you or both of you put together it's, it's going to be a totally different ride from my perspective than yeah. it would be for either of you. So, and I thought I, what was quite interesting about that thing, and I urge you to watch that because it is, I mean, the, the, the Ryan guy, some of the stuff he talks about, it's like, it's like that's really, really cool, you know. And, his helmet testing one is aye. tremendous. Is that the one with the wee cheap <laughs> helmet? Aye, and he the, smashes helmets and he, put, aye. Aye, he shoots yeah. them and all sorts. It's good. absolutely cool. He's really good. But he was talking about the, you know, the, the, the weight and he said, and actually, even when they, when they quote it wet, it's like with the minimum amount of fuel and the minimum amount of brake fluid, and the just m- to get it going, just just, Aye, to, just, just enough, just, just enough, you know. And, and then he mentioned the fact that at least in Europe, that there's like a there's like a, a lower limit they have to have a standard, a standard, a yeah. standard. So, there you go. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a really interesting we want to watch. To be fair, but I loved his helmet testing one, especially the really cheap helmet from that he got from China. It was like thirty dollars or something. Aye. You know, and it just it literally it's just crumpled. A, it was aye. It was just brilliant, aye. aye. It was honestly, it was like you'd made it yourself at a cardboard. Aye, it, it was it, horrific. He had a BB gun, right? You know, a BB gun are not strong guns at all, right? You know, wee pellets. No. And the thing just flies through the visor, and you think, if that was a stone in the road, that's hitting my <laughs> or face. Or a bumblebee. Aye. I mean? Or a spud gun. Aye. Exactly, aye. Exactly. Spud gun. Spud gun. <laughs> Take a guy clean off. <laughs> clean off. Would you call it? Uh, back, to the, back to the Indian. It comes with all the usual things you'd expect on a brand new bike in 2022. Nice wheels. <laughs> wheels. Mm. Aye. Crash bars. Crash bars. Disney come with crash bars. Um, nice touch is the small fairing um, cone that's up on front, which will offer you a little bit of wind protection, but I do like that style personally. Um, not only that, Indian have released the 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 bike with standard bar end mirrors, which is quite cool because having owned a Sportster, mm-hmm. the normal sticky up mirrors are completely useless. You need to either bend them underneath or get them on the bar end to actually see, run your shoulders and stuff like that. It's just the downside of that kind of style of bike. But there you go. Um, all in all, it's actually quite a nice bike. I, I do like it. I like the that radiator. I don't know, there's just something about that radiator. It's like massive. I, I just look at it and go, woof, that's huge. Yeah. Um, and they are, I haven't ridden an Indian. I'd love to ride an Indian because they are supposed to be, you know, pretty ferocious. Um, but yeah, again, Black Smoke Edition starts. I like it, it yeah. It, it, it's, it's, again, it's one of those bikes, I think, that um, it, it looks it looks quite simple until you kind of, because it's all, it's all kind of the one colour and everything and it looks really kind of, kind of understated 
and then when you start to just look at the detail, like, as you say, like that, you know, like the fairing cone and the and the radiator and everything, it, it becomes a, a, a different, it looks a bit more kind of, you know, um, uh, from a distance it's just kind of, is that an adjective? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The smoke addition starts at 13.295 with the stealth grey and sagebrush. Now, I, I never actually spent time looking up what colour sage brush was? Mm -hmm. I'm assuming it's some sort of greeny, greeny, greeny colour. It's probably that kind of military type green. Aye. that you see a lot of them doing. Is that the a new kind of military olivey? Aye, kind of sagey colour. Yeah. No. But anyway, but if you want, will call bile. Do you know what I mean? Aye. <laughs> bile brush. <laughs> it's got to be stealth grey, doesn't it? Stealth grey. Well, nah, I think stealth grey's got to be it. So I know you'd forget where you parked it. Yay. <laughs> There's no merit in the button. Unless you're in the forest, in which case you want a sage bush. You want one. a sage bush, yeah. You want a Sorry, sage, sage brush. No Sorry, sage bush. That's a different colour. Coriander bush. Coriander bush. Uh, this, the, either of those two, the stealth grey or the sage brush, sage brush. is a couple of hundred quid extra. So you're 13,495 for it. Again, nice bike. You I mean, maybe we'll take a wee jolly up to Edinburgh mm -hmm. and go up to Saltires. They've got them up there. Nice. And whatever we look, we sit on and we play. Maybe get a couple out, maybe do some charm, listening, so charm offensive. Yeah, that's it. We'll yeah, go. We'll head up. We'll take the good look down with you. Just charm his way. That's it. Yeah. Make sure you wear your short skirt down. Is that my official third co-host then? <laughs> Absolutely. Aye, aye. Mate, anytime you want to come, you're more than welcome. We will trio just keep completes the trio. Eh? <laughs> trio completes. I know. Be one, but you'll actually need to start. You know I mean, doing your homework. Uh, reading no. stuff, going through stuff, reading stuff out. No, you don't. Or David Ian does. And up the day. I say, of course I've read it all down and then I go, Daddy, I'll go watch Ian, what you got next? Digital Gwadjis. Digital We have got a new comms solution coming through. This we need to test. Yes, we are going to absolutely test it. Because this is a comms solution for the masses. Yeah. Isn't it? No. <laughs> no, I don't. So, Ruroc, yes, the Ruroc, the company that makes helmets, some rather cool helmets, um, some with built-in comms have developed a new app called Chain. Yes, C-H-A-I-N, Chain. Why do I want to go into Fleetwood Mac? No, you don't. It's currently live in beta form, but this could be a bit of a game changer. This app allows you to create a riding group and chat via the app using your mobile phone's data connection. Um, so yes, you still need a, a way to hear and speak, you know, back either with a telephone, you know, headphone setup or on a comms unit. But the range on your data signal is far greater than the range on even the best kind of mesh circuit when they're when they're kind of joining from, you know, com comms to com. I'd like to challenge that in Glencoe. There's your point, right? When he gets his bike back, right? We're not, we're absolutely doing no bother. No, <laughs> you're on. Finally, there are some drawbacks. Um, unless you've got unlimited data, it could cost you. Yeah. Um, although I wouldn't imagine that the audio over a data signal is a massive muncher of of your data. No, I know. I wouldn't have thought so, but you but, but know. you know, you know, you don't know what else the app's doing in the background. Exactly. So you've got that. Um, there is currently no ability to listen to music or your sat nav while it's on. So um, uh, so the person at the front of the bike ride is going to have to have a map out front. Old school. Old school, yep. Um, however, Rurock said that those features are coming. Because, and remember, it, it's still in beta testing, so they probably want to get that bit of it right and then add the layers on with in terms of unless you're using your sat-nav and all that right. kind of stuff, yep. Um, 
Uh, and you will, as, as we've said, still need a Bluetooth uh, between phones for some sort of communications. But the upsides are you don't need to fork out for the best comms unit and the same as your mates, which if you have a mix of Senna or Cardo can be an absolute nightmare. No more buggering about in a car park trying to get everyone paired either. And the best part of all, and this I do like, being a canny Scotsman, the app is a canny Scotsman, a canny Scotsman. and uh, especially um, Bruce um, from Bucklevision I'm sure he'll love this being from Aberdeen yep. uh, the app is free Whoa. Uh, our favourite price of course um, so we have downloaded it and we will test it in the coming weeks as soon as uh, Harley's back up and running since she's up and running, we'll, um, we'll test it in the next couple of weeks and we will report and we'll back. test it through Glencoe and we will test just it through Glencoe just for you just so that we in can fact, come hopefully, T will be with us if he's got. Sounds good. If you get another sign up to that, I'll pass. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was going to say Irene if you're listening, but again, this is the. Wait a minute, is this is this the Outlander edition? What? No, that's different. That's different. Oh, oh no, that's different. This, that's is, different. this is just us getting away, and getting, getting away and out for the day. Yep. Getting really drones up, drones up, drones up. Taps half, drones <laughs> up. <laughs> taps half. No, yeah. taps half. No, but I. It's a good. I mean, that's because. You've got a Senna, haven't yep. you? Yeah. You've got a Senna on yours. I've got a Cardo. You've got a... Cardo. Well, it's Cardo. Mm. Um, so are they compatible? They are compatible, but it's not a mesh. It's a Bluetooth. Right, okay. So your range is absolutely horrific. Whereas, the range in the Cardo's rubbish anyway. Even when but I'm, if, you, when I'm if you were on, If you were on Senna's, uh-huh. the mesh then creates that, you mean, kind of chain. You can, you can, you can drop in and out. And Do you turn a corner? But the chain's, all, the chain's always there. Aye. That's why you get that extended reach. Yep. Same with the pack talks. They do the same thing. Aye, they they create this, mesh this, thing, this yeah. dynamic mesh. Mm-hmm. But it's not the same. Uh, and it, sometimes it's no... I mean, all it takes is for one person to just to be at a range and take mm, a round turn yeah. and everybody else doesn't know. Aye. And it's, you mean, or, f- you mean, have an accident, God forbid, and fly down an embankment. You mean, and be at a signal and everybody goes, fo, 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 flying by. You're just not going to know. So the fact that, you mean, now they've got that, I just like, it's a good point. I'd like to see how it handles in signals that are really poor. Does it automatically <clears throat> drop or does it have, does it use like, the old 2G SOS connection yeah. and maintain yeah. at least a basic kind of low level comms. We will we will plan a route that goes through the worst uh, mobile phone signals possible. But See what we get. Kill McCall. Kill McCall, yeah, so in, in the notes it does say you'll still need Bluetooth between phone and some sort of communication. So are they saying that it's a fail so safe No, so you no, need, no, no, you need, you your, need to your be... Your card will still need to talk to your phone. Right. Yeah, so you, you know, still so need your phone paired to <clears> your comms unit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because you obviously can't ride be a phone. Well, right. you, yeah. you mean you could, but six points and a thousand pounds. Um right, ride your so, bike like your granny's in the back. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> aye. <laughs> Simon, oh, what do you do? I, I never did this in the check in, right? But this is I'll just add this in about riding the bike with your granny's in the back, yeah. My my mother in law had admitted I was wondering where you were going with this there. My mother in law was there almost at the weekend and uh, and uh, and she, and she said to me, she said, I just want you to know that I want a shot at the back of your bike. Really? Uh, uh, she's like, she's never been on the back of a bike, and she's like, you know, it's her, it's on her bucket list to get a shot in the back of the bike. Super Even hard. after sliding across the way, she still wants to go in the back of it, so, so I'll be taking my mother. I'll, I'll, I'll report back on that when the Aye. bike's back. I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm coming with you to film that. Uh, That's just awesome. Uh, brilliant. Um, John said he'll follow me in the, with the GoPro and everything as well. So if we get cameras at all angles, that'd be perfect. Yeah. 360 cam 360 360 <laughs> 360 <laughs> just get up to hold it you know what I mean <laughs> granny cam um, 
her mother-in-law came. Um, the good thing is, though, is but you know I mean it means the likes of if you want to buy like a an Amazon Ain brand intercom unit, literally just to pay it to your phone. Mm-hmm. Now you've got the benefit of being able to talk to a whole group of riders. Yeah. You don't need to go out and spend. 300 quid on the latest Senna or the latest Cardo yeah. or whatever you mean um, so I, I I do think this is you mean I've they said think, this before yeah. why did they know just and I know we'd remember we'd looked at apps yeah. before the whole Wolfpack app and all that kind of stuff to see how that could do uh-huh. it and there was nothing really so the fact that Rurock have done it I don't know if they're t- I don't know if they're selling themselves out of Again, Rurok, I hope you're listening. No, I and think don't pro- take the I think probably doing, what, they're, what they're probably doing is because Rurok, and I could be wrong, but because Rurok is a is not as popular a head a helmet as manufactured as the other ones are not as established. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's very um, much a fanboy's helmet, isn't it? It's about a yeah. fanboy's helmet, but yeah. obviously they don't want to. They want to encourage more people to buy their helmets. Yeah, but if their helmets have got their comms in it, they've got to find a way to make those comms connect to other helmets. Yes. easily so that more people want to buy them. So it's, it's but why? Why would you spend the extra whatever it is? Say it's, say it's 150 quid each house for their comms unit. Why yep. would you spend the extra 150 when that app's there? You could buy a 30 quid offer. Uh, absolutely, and, yeah, but absolutely. But, but let's be honest, bikers, right? Yes, are, are a bit like photographers and 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 you they know, want the best kit. They okay. want the best kit. <laughs> Aye, and, they, and 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 if you're going to spend that kind of money, because I, I think the Atlas Four is about. 379 to 425 Starts with 379-ish for a, a plain coloured one and, and then I. Why would you buy all that Spend that money on a beautifully aerodynamic helmet And, if you think, and then yeah. have a big chunky comb sticking right, on the side you, That's what I mean, it slips in the back There's a gap at the back of it yeah, that's what she said. And, uh, <laughs> I didn't mean that. That's what she said. I know, didn't mean it. And it and, and it all it all integrates within the helmet. So you, as you see, Aye. you've not got the uh, uh, don't have the bulk. But you don't want to spend all that money in a helmet if you're not going to be able to talk to anyone else. So Rurok have probably I think have been pretty pretty clever to say, do you know what? See all these guys that have got the bigger lumps sticking out the side of the helmet. You can still talk to them, but you can look sexy. There you go. There you go. We will test. Rurok, it. if you ever you can you can have that line. <laughs> if you're listening Pated, send, me, send me a helmet uh, payment You can have a line Want to talk to your friends And look yeah. sexy Sexy yeah. Buy a Rurok Atlas 4 I'm a Rurok ML I'm a, I'm a medium large Rurok If you're listening Just so you know. <laughs> See the Atlas 4 But it's getting really good reviews mm-hmm. You know what I mean And some of the stuff You know what I mean But I'm unfortunately I'm in the bracket Where I need to buy An adventure helmet next mm. Sorry I've got to be that guy Aye Well To be fair You know They are very good for unless, unless Atlas Are going to give me one then you mean I could quite happily forgo the adventure. I mean, it's just got a good one actually. Scorpion adventure helmet. Oh, is he? Yeah. Is that the one that's modular? Yes. And it actually, it's an adventure helmet, yes. but it also is a modular. Uh-huh. I looked at that. That's very nice. Yeah. And my wife's got the Scorpion Evo Carbon, and it's so light. It's mm. like wafer light. It's beautiful. Wather, wather light. Wather light. Obviously, she's like an extra small, do you mean? Mm. So it is wafer light anyway, but you mean, that's, <laughs> yeah. aye. Oh, that's good. How, mm. do, or, he? he loves it. Does he? he? loves it. Another yeah, piece of information in case you didn't know that. The, Does the, it come in orange? The, the advertised, Ooh, ha- the advertised <laughs> weight of a helmet is based on the medium size. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as you've got a massive heed. Yeah, it's going to be heavier. Exactly, yeah. I could have hit the rim shot there, but I'm not mm-hmm. bothered. Moving mm-hmm. on. What's next for us then? CCM tribute. So CCM founder Alan Hughes passed away in 2018 and for CCM's 50th anniversary they've decided to fulfil a project that Clues had always dreamt of for years a titanium framed CCM 
So the Heritage 71 is CCM's first production bike with full titanium chassis. This new frame gives a 38% weight reduction in the frame alone. Couple that with the other reductions in this bike is 20 kilograms lighter than a similar CCM Spitfire. So that makes it 136 kilograms. That coupled with CCM 600 single engine that produces 62 brake horsepower, it gives it a power to weight ratio greater than a Lamborghini Aventador. That's no bad going. <laughs> Sorry, eh? I'd be quite proud of that. And plus, they look great. They do look great. CCMs look in a lot of my bikes. He's going to be three to five now. Do you know what I mean? He's going to need a bigger bullet. Um, the custom-made QD racing exhaust is handmade from 64 individually welded titanium pieces. Carbon fibre everywhere. Owens backline suspension, Brembo brakes, the Rizomo grips, new corner and headlight. All of that lays, lasered with... Um, a Monzo fuel cap, the Monzo fuel cap is, is laser engraved, um, as is the radiator guard. Um, you can see where this is gone, can't you? Ka-ching! Um, it's called the Heritage 71 because they're only making 71. So you better get a credit card out because they are not cheap. 28995 quid. Super pricey. But it's absolutely stunning. That's the kind of bike though. It's just it's never going to lose its value though. Is that, it? Well, you know what I mean? CCM just gonna park it. That's an investment. That's <laughs> that's no, no. That's no. With that power, I'd be wanting to ride it. Yeah, but that's that's same. That's that's never going to lose its money. If you go on and check it out on CCM's page, and obviously we've got a, we've got pictures in front of us, it doesn't really do it that much justice. But you can see on the radiator guard that's actually got clues engraved on it, laser etched on the side of it. It's also got the fuel cap on the back. Um, the back cowl where the, the seat is it's all laser etched in on there too it's absolutely stunning I thought you meant actual clues I'm like clues to what well, well. <laughs> <laughs> what's the clue yeah. what's the clue I can't even see it um, but I go and check it out it's, it is a beautiful beautiful yeah, definitely worth a wee look yeah, absolutely but I think you mean at that point of weight, it's like, hang on for dear life. Yeah. And I, I mean, I know it's expensive, but if you, if if you're one of the lucky people that's going to get the one of the seventy ones, you'll quite happily pay that money for it if you've got it. Aye, I mean. and I do think that's bike you could easily keep for a year or two, make money on it, and easily sell that bike on. But you, easily. But would you want to sell it? No. I'd, I'd, if you had a big enough garage, I'd be. You know, the number of bikes I'd be buying are already put in the garage at a time. But James True. Bond. So um, anyway, there we go. Next La one. Last up. Last up, we have uh, two new Royal Enfields. A big thank you to MCN for catching this one. Royal Enfield have been spotted testing two new motorbikes. Both look like 650s. Both share a lot of the same technology in terms of engines, brakes, LEDs, etc. But they are two different machines. First one looks like the Meteor 650, an upgrade to the current 350. The bike looks to have retained a lot of the 350 heritage with the only big upgrade other than the engine being larger diameter upside down forks and the second bike looks like a new bullet an update on the original 500 version as we said it will share a lot with the meteor but there are distinct differences for example a new tank shape straighter pipes spoke wheels and more conventional forks so where does it sit well let's take the meteor with a new 650 engine its closest rival becomes the honda 500 rebel it costs 5849 so if royal enfield want to make uh, uh, a push on them they'll need to come under that probably around about the five and a half grand mark um, but it is uh, quite exciting uh, um, to see and hopefully 
um, test ride. Aye, the bullet, the bullet, the aye. bullet is just a it's mm. an it's an iconic Royal Enfield. It really so, is. There's still people buy like five hundreds yeah. Enfields, even though the five hundred engine's nowhere near as good as Royal Enfield six fifty. I mean that engine has probably ch- dramatically changed Royal Enfield with the Continental and the Interceptor. It's it's oh, phenomenal. Really it's cool. Um, but yeah, yeah. So be um, yeah, so that's uh, quite on you. Keep an eye out for them. And that, Absolutely, and, and again, and if we're getting I mean, them at that price, that's going to be a real challenge. Say some of those. Aye, if we get five five and a half grand for a Meteor six fifty, again it'll be fairly light. Again, mm-hmm. it puts it about sixty two point two brake horsepower or something like that. Mm-hmm. That will be a that's a cracking little. I mean, if you want a wee lightweight cruiser, but yep. don't want to <clears throat> invest in something a bit bigger and a bit a lot more heavier, then I I think that will I think that will do quite well yep. for them. Totally. Really do. Hmm. And now was the, the news. The news. The news. The news. So, um, uh, done. Yes, I did say in check-in. We would, we would, we'd been well. We, I had been away at the Harley Adventure Centre, and I just wanted to take a bit of time to kind of talk through that, give you guys an update. Yes, we've all seen a video that's got a little montage, but I just thought it was worthwhile kind of letting yeah, you guys. It's, know. it's got a lot less of a montage than we were oh, hoping for, though, Dan, hasn't it? I was trying to avoid that. No, no, you're not avoiding so, it. Yes, so. T.O., the GoPro kidnapper, did return the, the GoPro and I spent, eight, I spent like, before I went away, charged it up fully, right, formatted the SD card, did the whole shoot and matched it, yes, that's it. Switched it off, put it in the bag, put it in my rucksack, away I went, got there on the day, connected it up, to the, spoke to Mick, he said, Mick, I'm just going to connect my GoPro up and take footage and stuff, I did a podcast, blah, 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 yeah, that's fine, go for it. Connects it all up to the, the bull bar, I was like, ah, pfft brilliant excellent and away we goes boop record and off we go 20 minutes in do then it went no the bike no the gopro the battery did gone done and dust it wow. and i went wow 20 minutes of footage that's uh, that's, that's fun sh- gets him takes it out plugs the sd card and i went well I'll download the 20 minutes of footage there's there bound to be something on there that's just you know what I mean because we did that a wee bit of trail you know what I mean before we kind of go <clears> yeah the skill stuff and um aye there's there's loads of files on it i'm going a minute so the screen went no 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 it switched itself on in my bag that night and recorded <laughs> tours of Fucking darkness. <laughs> Tools are pitch black and the so TV blaring in the background. Or stealth, All I can say is, is I'm glad it was only the TV that was blaring in the background and I wasn't up to anything else, you know what I mean? Uh, absolutely. But unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. I absolutely couldn't believe it. I was like, see if I had just a, see if I had bought a ghost and wore my own helmet and just mm. went, book stuck it on. But I had easily that whole day captured uh. the footage and you'd have had an edit nightmare to I go through it, bring it yeah, but we'd have had brilliant footage. Uh. But I so we get about twenty odd minutes. So as mean. as we don't have the visual smorgasbord that we're hoping for, <laughs> um, tell us a bit more about it, Dan. So um, <laughs> it's just I can't believe that. that it still winds me up. Do you know what I mean? But yes, for those who didn't know, I was lucky enough to be selected to go on as a potential. At that point, I was a potential Pan America owner. You know what I mean? And then in between that time, I actually bought one. Um, but to go to Wales and experience the Pan America off road, so that was on Sunday the twentieth of March, which was just past if year, aye, two weeks past. Um, Harley's new adventure centre is based in uh, Ling Lingudnog. 
um, which is kind of north of Wales. It's quite near Shropshire, actually. Um, it's run by Mick Extens, who is an eight-time Dakar participant, and he's medalled six times. Arriving at the centre, it's at the foot of 1,500 acres of private ground, and you're immediately in awe of just what's run about you. And we'll pick some pictures up, because yep. I've got a picture in the car park, and it's got a couple of the pans out, and it's got this big hill in the background. That's the hill we went up and played on. And you can look up at it, and there's like big grey patches, and you go, oh, that's just quarry and all sorts mm-hmm. of crap up there. So it was really, really quite good. Um, we were blessed to have Mick as our instructor that day. So they do have two instructors for the Pan America. Um, but we were lucky enough that we got Mick that day, which was just amazing. Anyway, we get in. We get in. We have a 10 minute safety brief. <laughs> a 10 minute safety brief. By the way, don't fall off. I mean, or as Mick says, if your if your gear's wet and your gloves are dry, it's been a good day. I'm like, ah, all right. Or your gloves clean, it's been a good day. And I'm going, right, okay. So we had that ten minute brief. We went and we put on our gear. Now again, you get all the gear when you book it. So you actually go and select your size and stuff like that. But you get a rack full of stuff that's mm-hmm. all RST and AGV, and you literally just go right. What do you need? Do I need boots, jacket, whatever, blah blah. You can take it in. You can take your own stuff. I took mine, tops and uh, mine jacket, mine trousers, just for quickness, mm-hmm. rather than faffing about trying to pick sizes. Um, but I used their helmet and their boots and their gloves. When you get all ready, you come back out. You literally get a quick tour of the Pan America. There's how to start it, there's how to stop it, and there's what the mode button does. When we're off-road, have it in rally mode. When you're on road, have it in road, or preferably sport. But just watch your tyres, because they are knobblies. Mm-hmm. Right, okay, thanks, and away you go. So, so the first... You, sorry, one question. Did, did you get the ARH model in? They all have ARH, so that's a good point. So all the bikes have ARH, all the seats are in its lowest position, and they must have turned down the dampener, Right to actually lower the bike proper, right? Because Scott, who, a friend of the show, works at mm-hmm. West Coast Harley, he went with us because they wanted, West Coast, they were obviously funding it for us and they wanted one of the sales guys to go who hadn't been an experienced to pan off-road because a couple of guys had done it on the, like, the press launch. So Scott, obviously, me being Scott's customer, Scott got the opportunity to go. Now, Scott is like Ian, he's, and he'll no mind me saying this. No, 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 no. He's, he's vertically challenged, yep. right? He does find it, and you I mean that's what's always put him off the Pan America is the fact that it is quite tall. But Scott was almost flat footed, okay, right? That's how much I think I I'm, watched a video on it, and with the <clears> ARH <throat> down, the seat in its lower position and the damper turned down, I think it's about four inches of a drop. And I'm sure when I was on the Pan America for the test ride, on all the ARH, but I don't think that seat was in its lowest position, <coughs> no, because I was dingly dangly, dingly dangly. Dingly dangly on it, yeah. Dipped on it, dipped on it, yeah. So dingly dingly, uh, dingly dangly. So and 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 and, uh, and uh, the ARH was fine. And once the ARH kicked in, I was on. Uh, I was my balls on my feet on the ground, but I didn't. I didn't have anything else. And theoretically, I should have been a wee bit lower down. I think that seat wasn't sitting in its lowest position. Aye, and you can get a lower seat for it as well. Uh-huh. So it's got, obviously the pans get two seats. Two, no, two seats. Two. Bit like the GS, it's got two notches. You can have it in yeah. the high seat or you can put it in its low seat position. But you can also get a lowered seat version, mm-hmm. which is scooped slightly different. And it in its lower seat again takes you down even further. But these are just standard seats that mm-hmm. were on the, on the ones there. <coughs> yeah. But MD that looks at the Pan America and goes, oh, I don't really get on that, but I'd really love to try it off road. Mm-hmm. The bike is definitely yeah, in a lot lower than even what a standard ARH with a low seat is. Yeah. You know I mean, so that it. Because when we were going on the road, 
we were cutting across Snowdonia to get to the hotel and you're obviously just in your normal riding position. There was a lot of time we were kind of standing up as we were going through towns and stuff just because, well, Mick was doing it and it looked cool and we thought, yeah, let's do that. Mm. Um, let's pretend we're going through Morocco on our way to the next stage, <laughs> which, you know I mean, in Wales, you mean, you know, even though it was sunny. But um, when you're sitting on the bike, it's like sitting on like, one of those motocross bikes that we did the oh, training yeah, yeah, that's right, for yeah. the holiday. Yeah. Roars. Are, eh? uh, roars. Is that you done it with? Aye, aye, aye that's who you did it with, aye. But when you knew how, because nice... 100% of the time you're up on your feet but on the other occasion when we were getting tired because we're old we had to be sit down on it and your knees are up about your ears uh, yeah, that's me. what it felt like riding these pants because it was you know I mean you were so low albeit it, you know I mean your knees weren't up that high but that's what it felt like because they had they were so low which again is great if they could just work out how to do that I think they'd sell even more of these mm-hmm. things right. although rumour is the baby pants coming whether that's going to be a bit lower who knows is that, is that that rumour that we were one I supposed to talk about online? No, it's on just, nah, that's fine. That that's one, fine. That's fine. I'm just checking. That one's out in the open. If it isn't, it isn't. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Harley, come jack my door. Yeah. Um, I'd just like to point out, West Coast, that it wasn't me that said that. <laughs> it was not me. I had nothing to do with it. I'm still, please still phone me for the next ride out. Thank you much. Well, you don't phone me for the ride out anyway. That's a good point. Actually, so so I mean, oh, well, fair nothing to lose. Fair game then. Fair game. So just see on the ARH again. Did one of you say in previous episodes that if you're doing a, like, an emergency stop, it doesn't quite come down fast enough? So you can actually go and set it. So you can go and set your ARH to auto, auto short delay, auto long delay. So you can actually change the time of delay that it actually, mm-hmm. when you stop it, then goes down. It right. can almost be the minute you stop it, it goes woof and it's straight down. Right. Or you can have it with a slightly longer delay. When you stop it, then goes. But if it's in full auto, it kind of try to work it out for itself. Okay. I see a lot of guys. <clears throat> yeah. You mean online, your Matt Laidlaws and all these kind of guys, they, they go, I just put it in long delay, but then I don't really need the ARH. Mm-hmm. And then I've seen guys go, no, I put it in short delay because at the minute I st- come you want to stop, yeah. I want it done yeah. so that I've got that comfort in my I think, I think, mate, I think, as far as I was aware, they were setting auto <coughs> when we took them out that day. Aye, so they, just, they would have been, kind of they went through. But it, it, it was like, you know, for me dropping it, because I did drop one, uh, it, was a, it was a delay, it was a kind of... Um, Never been on a bike before, so you don't know the balance of yeah. it very well. Um, went to put my foot down, and, and I was on an adverse camber, um, right. too far away for the side, and just uh, there was a whole kind of, and it was a very quick stop, so it just it just went past its point in no return, you know. But it went down slowly. Didn't even didn't even mark the bike, which is you know they are bulletproof these things, yeah. you know. Aye. Put it back up and put it back in. Do you know what I mean? But I, you I mean the amount of times we dropped them on that day. You know what I mean? And I think everybody at least dropped it twice. Mm-hmm. I know I definitely dropped it twice. One, I was turning, I came off of this hill and I was doubling back round and just really hadn't quite got used to the throttle. So didn't have enough power on. And you know what it's like? The minute yeah. the power goes, it just <clears> wants to go. Yeah. And I just went, well, I'm just, I'm not going to yeah. try and save it. I'm not pulling a back muscle. I'm just jumping out the road. So I literally yeah. stepped out. And then the second time I put it down, <laughs> I was going up a rock. And it, it, my third attempt to get it up this rock, and it was quite, it was about half three in the day. Mm-hmm. I was shattered, that's right? It's a, a decent sized bike to get there. Aye, and it's not that. The whole path was just wide enough for the bike, and it had this big rock that was literally lit, pointing straight up the way. And you mean that was the, I say that was the only way. There actually wasn't he? because Mick went, so when we come to this, and he stopped just before it, he went, just fully me, and he went up this tiny wee bit, and I kid you not, it was barely the width of the tyre, and he went, what? And he popped up it and away he went. And I went, 
I'll never get in that. <laughs> Which is probably my downfall, thinking that. You know what I mean? Well, that's that's the thing. It's as much as My problem was the bank. There was a grass verge right there. And obviously, you're, you mean, Mick had taught us to kind of put our foot down and Paddy just to gear that, just yeah. to gear that stability. But the problem is, is there's nobody to pit my foot, and I'm I was more concerned about if I trap my leg in there, Aye. do you know what I mean? And then then I'm on the rock, and then I'm looking up it, and then eventually flood go. It just went, poof, went over. Mick went, you get enough to get one more go, and I went, no, Mick, we're killing time here. <laughs> just get it up there. I want to go through puddles and stuff like that. Just get it up this rock. And sure enough, he just picked the bike up, went on it, and went, what? And popped it up, and I thought, that's the difference. Aye, that's the difference. <laughs> that's the difference right there. Do you know what I mean? So each of those bikes had definitely been dropped at least twice. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a couple of guys on there, I'll no name names, who dropped them a lot more than twice. That'd have been me. You literally just picked them up. I've got four. And there was nothing wrong with them. So the only thing I said to you is the guards, the hand guards are designed to come out, and you literally just had to clip them back in. That right. was it for the whole day. It was just clipping them back in when you dropped it. Mm. Other than that, get up. Yeah. You have a reset thing. On it, the minute it's there, the bike realizes it's been tipped on it automatically put the hazard lights on and it comes up on the screen, the bike's tipped. And the minute you start it back up, it goes, the bike's tipped, just letting you know, and you've actually then got a wee process. Poster does that as well. Does it? Aye. I can tell you that. It does. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the things that when I when I come over sports, I went, "Oh, that's clever!" <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, well, that's clever. It knows I've dropped. Oh, look, oh, look. The, could you know have told me that ten minutes ago? The bike brake's completely disconnected from the rest of the bike. Oh, that's clever. <laughs> you know, but aye, it's it's quite. You got a wee routine you need to go through just to switch it off. But it's quite clever the fact <laughs> that if you dig where yeah. hazards come on straight away yeah, and they yeah. start flashing and stuff like that. Okay. So I'm just trying to remember looking at your bike earlier on. So the engine block does it sit quite low then because adventure bikes tend to work better with a lower centre of gravity um, the way they're designed aye that's mm-hmm. aye you wouldn't it's not honest to god that's got a better centre of gravity than my 850 GSA right, okay and the, as a, again the GSA was probably close to the same weight I think it was 252 I think that's about mm-hmm. 254 256 or something like that again wet um, that's what she said thank you I hadn't touched that button anyway. I, I wanted to make sure it was up yep. um so, but that definitely feels a lot more you know, nimble. When you yeah. start, when you see the videos, you know what I mean? We were taking it down some crazy places. There was a couple of places that we pulled up to and I just looked and went, <laughs> no, I'm not good doing that. You're having a laugh. And then Mick went, this is how you do it. And then up the other side and he went, is that easy? I've taught you all the skills. You just need to, just mm-hmm. don't think about it. And it's not as bad when you're in there. And then you kind of go, do you know what, Mick? Are you right? I'm doing this, and then you would go and do it. He, he just he, again, Aye. I'll talk about Mick, and yep. you mean because he's just such a cool guy, and he has agreed to come on the show. So excellent. Um, it's, it's, it's the same concept with Enduro Boys, you know. So when they would teach me all about it, they were saying basically, momentum's your friend, you know. So it just doesn't matter what's in front of you, just keep keep it pinned, Aye. you know, mm-hmm. and it, it'll take you anywhere. Uh, it's just getting over that mind of a matter piece Aye. when you're banking a bike on mud, rocks, whatever it is that it's going to grip in with those tires. Aye, you know? and it's that, and it, and it is literally a thing. And that's I think I think the court is it. Obviously, he's got a skills thing that they, that you go through, and you're going to go through them <coughs> yeah. in order. You know I mean, and you de- you start to build up to the the mere the stuff that is way more out your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean when he starts to take you into these little tiny ruts and things like that that you yeah. go, well, oh, shouldn't really be in here on the bike? And then you go through and then like halfway down there's like a big giant rock, which I think he purposely put that there just for shits and giggles, do you know what I mean? Aye. But then he literally just says, just ride it. 
just keep the power on, just ride it, and if it seems to slow down, just get a wee bit more, and it'll go over no bother. And sure enough, boom, 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 and you're out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Nobody, everybody was like, yeah, wait a minute. Actually, this is, these right. are quite capable. I think I can do this, no bother. Right. And away you go. And then it just, it builds on to that and keeps building and building to the point where we were up where the boys were out on, I don't know if they were 250s or 400s, but they were out on proper motocross bikes and they were out kind of doing the wee bit they were doing. And then when we turned up, they were away into some bog somewhere, which, you mean, the pan was, I don't think, would have went in. Yeah. Mick begs to differ. Mick says what we did on that day was 10% of what that bike's capable of. He wants to do the race to Dakar, which is the new rally that's coming, and he reckons he can put it on the adventure podium. He reckons that pan can just straight out that bike could be up on the podium in the adventure touring category. No bother. Well, and you're going, and he, knows what he's, and he knows what he's yeah. talking about. So, mm. but anyway, um, on the day we literally just come out the, the center about a way around, and Mick takes you to this little bit of grass and he teaches you kind of how the basic stuff, how to use your feet, and how to stabilize the bike, and how the bike becomes, as he says, a push bike when you shut the, the clutch off and all that kind of stuff. And he gets you to do all that stuff. Um, but once you've done that, you're literally then just off and running. And he literally just takes you up this big gravel hill and away you go. And you're away into the, you start to climb up into this hill. You're doing gravel riding. You're, he stops at some nice viewpoints so you can get picturesque pictures and stuff like that. But then he's taking you into all sorts of like bush and pine needles and God knows what. And you actually become, I think the reason for that is you really do get quite confident on just how well the traction control handles Aye. on that thing. But at the time we stopped at the first skills set, we were all like, here actually, this is a lot easier than what we thought. You know what I mean? It's a much easier. You know I mean? We thought it'd be all over the place and you'd be constantly shifting your weight and fighting, but actually it's no, it's much easier than that. And I don't know if that's the traction control coupled by the weight that's kind of holding it down a bit more, rather than if it was a lighter bike, it would be a wee bit more squirmy. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Or, you mean, we were just overthinking it, possibly. There is that, you mean, because you are out with your comfort zone, even though, though, I think once everybody dropped the bike the first time, everybody went, that's us, we're done now, let's go, and kind of caution to the wind. Um, there is a series of obstacles that he takes you through. There's mud ruts, and there's steep banks, and there's, you mean, there's a whole rake of stuff. And later on in the afternoon, after you've had a refreshment and some lunch, there's quarry roads and really steep hills that are just full of boulders, which you, when you get to the edge, you don't really see the drop. kind of looks out and you go, there's a big drop there. Because all you can see is the other hill mm-hmm. and the valley kind of there. And you go, where's the rest of this road, by the way? And he doesn't take you to the edge. He purposely holds you back and says... This, this descent starts here. Doesn't start there, it starts here. I'm already preparing for what I can see. And you're going, all right. And he goes, right, remember, nice and slow, keep it off, keep the feet down. I mean, just have the just have the brakes touching, brother. And then you roll up to the edge and you look down and you go, I'm going fucking take a bulldozer down there. I never made a push bike. Mm-hmm. But sure enough, he takes you down and teaches you how to get through it and all that. And it's... You get to the bottom and you actually feel that you've achieved something. Wow. You know I mean? cool. And then he takes you back up and he takes you through a whole load of other stuff. It's just an absolute mesh. But it's honestly, it's it's such a good day out. Again, you stop kind of halfway through at Lake Vernley for lunch in a really nice hotel and it was a properly decent lunch. Um, 
all in all, it is just it's such a good day. And MD can book it. You know what I mean? Yes, it's 349 quid, right? However, if you want to do the same level of off-roading at the BMW place, which is in South Wales, you need to do two different courses. You need to do the first phase and the second phase, and there's 549 quid each. So you're actually getting a lot for your money. You know what I mean? They try to do one as well, don't they? Triumph have got one in Wales as well. Yeah. I and I think Honda's got one as well. So they're all kind of in Wales or thereabouts, mm -hmm. which is probably why Harley's put it in there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Aye, totally. Aye, of course. But for three hundred and forty nine quid, you know what I mean you can literally just turn up on the day. Well, no, turn up the day. You I mean you go book it, but you can literally just turn up. You know what I mean mm -hmm. you're getting all your gear, you're getting a bike, you're getting your lunch, you're getting insured, you're getting petrol. Everything's thrown in. All you need to do is just get there and that's you. Everything's supplied and away you go. And if you're fortunate enough to get Mick, you're in for an absolute dream. Mick is such an amazing guy. His passion is very contagious. He gives you that belief that you can do anything with that bike. His honest belief is that Pan America is... He just... You can see his enthusiasm mm -hmm. you mean for the bike. It's in his face. He just... Absolutely loves the bike. When we were there the Sunday, he'd been out for seven days. We were his, he'd done it seven days in a row, and we were like his Sunday, so we were his mm -hmm. seventh day. And he's got four guys out every time, and he's taking them the same route the whole day, talking about the same stuff. And he never once kind of looked as if he was bored. He was absolutely loving it, and every time he did. You mean we go or something? He was like, "Yeah, it's gone." He was nice. just buzzing, and for a guy who's fifty eight. Do you know what I mean? It was quite. It was like I felt. I felt old. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, this is just this is horrific. You know what I mean? Um, but he does openly admit, as I say, that he reckons he can get that bike run the race to Dakar. Um, he has agreed to come on the show, and we will try to get him on the show because he's got such a good backstory. Yeah. In terms of that, that another show, probably doesn't have any news in it. That'll just be no. That will only that will just be. I will just talk to him. Yeah. Like, and again, talking to the guys at Harley, I think. You mean we, we need to try and get him up to do that because just to meet the guy and have that chat. I think if West Coast were having some sort of event or something and had him there talking, the place would be packed. Right. Do you know what I mean? Because again, it's another. I'm going to compare it with Charlie. I'm going to compare it with Charlie Berman, right? Because you know I mean they're not the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? But this it's the same level of engagement, the same level of stories and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You know I mean he pretty much self funded all these Dakars. And it costs you about 90 grand to do the Dakar. It's 15 grand just to enter. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 15 grand just to enter. You know what I mean? Then you've got to buy two bikes. You've got to buy all the bits. You've got to, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's loads of stuff. He pretty much <coughs> just yeah. went, I want to do a Dakar. I've got to do a Dakar. And then his dad died and he went, no, that's it. I'm doing a Dakar. And sell up everything just to do the Dakar. And then in 2017, he was up. Obviously, because he runs the Mick Excellence Experience, he's been doing that for about 12 years, which is mere traditional enduro off-roading bikes. And then he just happened to get, you know I mean, Harley asked him to test the bike, but Yamaha also asked him to test the Tenere up there, and he took it through a river and everything, you know what I mean? But when Harley asked him to test it, and he he was like, something just clicked with the bike, I was like, this right. is brilliant. And then that's when Harley said, well, we're looking at this, and that's kind of where the whole thing was born. But... He was up. He was. He was telling us. Oh, I was up here in 2017. And I just had this burning headache. Didn't really feel right. Had phoned my wife, who had only been married to eight weeks, and said, "Listen, I don't feel right. You need to come get me." She came up, got him, took him to the hospital. Massive brain tumor behind his eye. <laughs> yeah. And then 
he got that operated on the surgeon said to him there's a very high probability you're never going to be able to see you out of that eye ever again did the surgeon and obviously at that point Mick was heartbroken because he was Aye. thinking I'm never going to do that car again mm-hmm. um, but did the surgery the surgeon sat by his bed until he woke up in ICU and the minute he woke up he went two things can you see me and he went you're a bit blurry but I can see you he says you're both eyes he went I went shake my horn brilliant excellent you're going to the Dakar <laughs> <laughs> I'm going home for some sleep and away he went uh, and sure well. enough 2020 Mick goes and does the Dakar again I mean it's just it's such a good story and he just loves telling it mm-hmm. and he loves just getting everybody excited about the fact that don't wait for the morrow just go out and do it if you've, yeah. if you've really a burning passion to do something go and do it just get out and get it done <laughs> I need to do bike <laughs> I, Irene if you're listening uh, she's not listening this is, the, this is the Irene Free Zone oh it's Irene, Irene Free Zone Irene, exactly. that should be the episode Irene Free Zone you know what I mean we need to come up with something there's probably a song with Irene in it that we, need, we could be loved yeah Start thinking about that, um, but yeah, we've got some footage. We'll put it up if anyone wants to check it out. Um, not the footage because that'll be on our page. But if anyone wants to check out the Harley Adventure Center, go to www.hdadventurecenter.com. You can see it for yourself. You can go and book it again. It's three hundred forty-nine quid. We're not sponsored by Harley. Oh, contrary to the fact that we both own one, but you mean we don't take anything to do no. with it. Um, if you want to more more about Mick, um, then. We'll include a little link on the, the description of this because Adventure Bike Rider did a whole thing with him last year. Um and it's really such an interesting such an interesting story and he is such an interesting guy, but we will get him on the show um so that everyone can do it. But yeah, really good. I'm, really, I'm, really I'm definitely want to do that, but I'm gonna wait till the wee man's past his test and everything and then the two of us will maybe go down and I'd go again. Yeah. I would quite happily pay it me and poke it to go again. Yeah. I'll quite happily so go down and do it, but I'm gonna wait till he passes the test not now. He, so might, he might like get me for my birthday, you know, something like that. I'd quite like to do the uh, Roars that you guys done. Aye. Hardly first. Aye. Um, do that one. and then The Roars is quite good. Yeah. I was thinking about doing Roars with John because you don't need to have a licence <sighs> yeah, right. to yeah. do Roars because it's... provide having all the bikes. Uh, and then I thought you might, he might fancy it over the summer because he gets was, a summer break. It was tiring. With his, with his job, so... It was tiring. Yeah. I thought it was tired. that it was absolutely lashing rain that day, but it yeah. was tiring. Once I've lowered my centre of gravity a wee bit, I'll be... <laughs> I mean... Alright, moving on for that uh-huh. one. What's next? Time for the big question. I'm always tempted to go out there and wait, yeah. but then I edit it and too make much. it all sound the same. Too much. So point. too much. So the big question is what the hell is happening with a petrol, eh? What are we buying petrol? Where are you buying your petrol? <laughs> <In Italy. laughs> I know, absolutely. So what the hell is happening with petrol? That is the big question. We all know that. We, we thought we'd have a big chat about the massive elephant in the room and no, we're not talking about Darren. Um, we are what talking about... Uh, uh, That's a good point, actually. See? I, I, we'll, we'll, put a pic, we'll put a picture of you up on our social media and you'll understand exactly which one we're talking about. Well. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. So we'll have a chat about the massive elephant in the room or more like it, the massive elephant in the four courts. Petrol and its rising cost. Petrol, depending on where you are in the UK, is at least 162.9 a litre. Now, that's the highest it's ever been in the UK, I think. You know, I mean, it's, I, it's just I, horrendous. I don't right? ever remember I know, it being I don't remember uh, For our American cousins, that equates to $7.35 a gallon. Um, you know, so with a 10-gallon hat, it's not really worth 10 gallons anymore, is it? So, no. No, absolutely. It's maybe more of a kind of couple of gallon hats. Anyway, um, nearly double the price. Um, uh, what? What's that? What have you written down there? Nearly double the 
nearly double the price nearly double the price than Kansas Kansas has actually got one of the cheapest gas prices in the US at the minute does it? it I was does. in Kansas and I never noticed that I think it's three to the bag somewhere I think it takes a match pops them in the suitcase and I don't is it 387 a gallon I think it is so they've got one of the cheapest but aye some places in the US are a bit that'll be why when I took when I filled the big truck thing up when I was leaving Kansas it didn't seem too bad and then when I filled up at the airport in Memphis I went what the Aye. Aye, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense now too. Anyway, less than two years ago... You're welcome. Oh, thanks, thank you. Now that makes sense. <laughs> less than two years ago, fuel... That's right, because essentially, and I'm going to, I'm going to say this line eventually, uh, essentially, uh, each of the states have got their own rules really in America, Aye. haven't they? So it's, Aye, it's, it's like it, another wee mini country. Aye. Anyway, so less than two years ago, fuel was below one pound a litre. Was that not when all the lorries were blocking roads and striking all the rest of well, a couple of years ago when it was starting to reach a pound aye aye, aye, aye that's right aye, it was about 90 right, pence and then aye it started to get pure and that's raging because it was going over a pound that's, that's where we first started to see queues mm-hmm. for petrol stations yeah. that's right um, so what is causing this gargantuan hike in price good word there gargantuan thank I like you that. and spelt right as well and spelt right yeah, yeah. absolutely this um, gargantuan hike in prices well there are a number of factors influencing this obviously the uh, increase in the price of crude oil is a definite factor the war in the Ukraine and the embargoes being f- forced on Russia is also a huge part. But there's a couple that you might not know or you didn't know. So the biggest one is, yes, COVID. COVID, 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 <laughs> inside. Yep. Anyway. Yeah, I, think, I think we overplayed that bit. But just a wee bit. <laughs> in 2020, the global demand for petrol took a massive nosedive because no one was travelling as we were all in lockdown. And that meant that the group of 23 oil-producing countries slowed down production. And when we say slow down, we mean that they cut it by 9.7 million barrels a day. You know, not even the MT-10 would use that much, would it? No. 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 Anyway, so uh, we're all back to semi-normal. That means the production is back to being ramped up. But as of January 2022, the quotas were still short by 700,000 barrels a day. <laughs> so that's still, what, a, just just under a tenth? Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> so the other one uh, is the new standard for petrol, which is E10, uh, which a lot of people are panicking about, you know, the seals and all that kind of stuff. You know, anyway, uh, so it contains 10% ethanol. Uh, but did you know that the ethanol prices have been soaring also? And that in turn is pushing. Oh, excuse me, I've got a wee buzz there. That uh, in turn is pushing regular unlit. I know every time. Every, every time. time. So, time. So, so amateur, isn't it? You know? Um, uh, yeah, so we'll start again. The the other one is the new standard for petrol, E10. Um, that contains 10% ethanol. You realise I'm aware that. No, I know you're not. I'm so aware that. So, you know that ethanol prices have been soaring also, and that in turn is pushing regular unleaded prices. So, yes, the government has now introduced a five pence a litre fuel duty reduction, but have we actually seen it? We've heard stories of hours before the fuel duty was introduced, some petrol stations increasing by four pence a litre. Outrageous! That's what we say. Outrageous! Um, so let's go through a few talking points. Interesting enough, though, before we go through a few talking points, I do know that a lot of petrol stations don't actually have control over the cost of their fuel. They're actually controlled by whoever they get their fuel from. So, whilst you might say, you know, that that BP garage outside um, Glasgow Airport has just bumped the prices up by four pence, you know, it may not be the people, it may be actually. It's actually uh, might be the the people that they get their prices from. um, uh, Because there used to be a a petrol garage in Bridge Aware. Um, and uh, and it, it went bust. And the guy said, basically, the the 
the petrol company were putting the prices of the fuel up so much that the he folk just, that he just couldn't compete with the Morrisons and the Asdas right. and the Tescos. And he said, nah, I don't make money. I only make money if people come in, buy petrol, and then come into the shop and buy stuff yep. in the shop at the same time. He says, but if, if I've not got the ability for people to pull in and put petrol in a car and, and, and do a bit of shopping, he said, I'm not making money. And sure enough, um, that garage no longer exists. But and it's now an old folks. But that's probably another thing that's no bringing in cost of fuel or no balancing it a bit mm-hmm. is that the likes here Morrison's and Asda yep. Tesco's only cutting each other's throats because it used to be when it was up maybe the was 116 a, 120 mark you would find that all of a sudden Asda would drop its price by 4 pence a litre and everybody was going to Asda aye. so all the other supermarkets had to follow suit or, or they'd be a bit of a loss leader they'd say 116 120 and then they'd say but if you spend 40 pound in store you get we'll, we'll give you 20 pence off a litre exactly and all of a sudden you're like boom we're not doing that anymore my wee brother used to work in Morrison's aye. in the half inch a little bit <laughs> ka-ching absolutely um, anyway so yeah so let's go through a few top points yeah. OMG how expensive I think, would it stop you riding or at least reduce the amount of riding you do? And are the governments doing enough or should there be some sort of monitoring or government body introduced? And I suppose it's a perception thing, isn't it, for those kind of things? Are they doing enough? You know, is the four pence enough? Uh, is the four pence a litre well, enough? It's five, it's five pence a litre. Five pence a litre right. enough, right? Sorry, um, you know. And funnily enough, right, I was driving here tonight and uh, I popped round to uh, KFC to buy my wife some dinner because I was picking her up and I just dropped yep. her off, right? And uh, she uh, and I drove by um, the Asda and the Asda said diesel, £1.70 a litre. And I actually went, oh, that's good. That's quite good. Right. On comparison to what it was a couple of weeks ago when it was like, I think I went to a place that was like 184 earlier. I went, oh, that's good. So have, you know, you're right, have they bumped up the prices by five pence so that when the the fuel thing comes in, they can drop it by ten pence to make it look even better. Yeah, the good news story. So, so, so actually, you're going. Well, what's actually only one pound seventy for diesel? That's brilliant. Aye, you know, but it's no brilliant. It's absolutely like push. So, I think, I think, I think diesel in the corner at Tesco's. I think it's one eighty, one sixty five. Well, that's good. Do you know what I mean? Because I think they have. Because the fuels definitely went down about four pence. Yeah, I do believe Tesco did drop it super quick. Aye, you know, but somebody, I know a few people saying it was really good that they did drop it super quick. You know, so let's say, oh my god, how yeah. expensive! Oh my god, how expensive! Yeah, right. How expensive is expensive? That is crazy expensive. Yeah. When I learned to drive originally, right? Which and I'm not that old. I'm in my mid forties. When I learned to drive originally, fuel was fifty five pence a litre. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. We're now over three times that. Mm-hmm. Over th- three times that. I think it's. I think the the thing is though that it's it's not just expensive. <coughs> it's expensive because there's no option. There's no alternatives at the moment. There's no real affordable alternatives, especially for bikers, right? Because you know you're looking at your, you know you're looking at your electric bikes. And we've talked about it a lot. We've talked about the tram. We know the tram's going to cost a couple of quid when it comes out. We know that your live wire's still sitting at th- 28 grand or whatever it is at yep. the moment. And yeah, your demons and stuff like that are saying, well, that's fine. It's a 20 grand. I know, beautiful bike. 20 grand for, a, for an electric bike. And you're going, well, that's great. And then you say, so I'm really interested in that. So you put your £100 deposit in and they say, and then we'll get you one in three years. Do you know what I mean? I so, know. You know, I know. so you're like, well, what is my alternative? Oh, I've got to go out and spend £1.85 on a, a litre of petrol. Aye, and alternatively, if I could, dr- if I could drive my. If I, if if I could fuel my bike on crisp and dry, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? <laughs> or, or Tesco's Ain Make original olive oil, do you know what I mean? Virgin yeah. olive yeah, oil. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's cheaper than one pound, whatever, a litre, then you know I mean they would have no option but to drop the price. Aye. Do you know what I mean? But the fact that they've no, it's almost like it's monopolised. Mm-hmm. 
And albeit there is different oil producing countries, but it's still monopolised. Yes, oh, because totally, they're right. all like, kind of, well, everyone needs to drive. <laughs> yeah. Get you. It, it, it's the same principle. And that's that's why I think you know a lot of these kind of wee country garages are closing down yeah. because they cannot control that. It's the same way in, in the pubs, right? You know, and it costs you, know. you extra to get it to some of these, like, especially rural places. Mm-hmm. It does cost you extra to get it there. You but, mean? but it's the same with but pubs. A lot of pubs are tied to a, are tied to a brewery and because they're tied to a brewery. The brewery dictates the price. You know what I mean? And yeah, they, they swoop into the pub and they say, I will, we'll do up your front, the front of the pub or we'll give you these fantastic neon signs or we'll, we'll give you t-shirts to give out to the customers, but we'll charge you a premium in your beer and, and do you know what? You've signed a contract that says you can't buy your beer for anybody else. I know. You know? So, um, so you're right, it's, it's still a, a type of monopoly, you know? So here's a question for you then. So, do you use an app Called petrol prices. So I used to use that. See, when That's it first really went up and it went to, to and it was hitting the one pound mark, uh-huh. I did use that. And I used to go, do you know what? If it takes me five, ten minutes to drive to wherever in Paisley or wherever in Glasgow, however, I'll go there. Yeah. Because what I'm saving for in the tank, it's going to, you mean, I think it's different than the bike though, because uh-huh. it's marginal. Yeah. Uh, well, I was going to say, on, on the car, you kind of know roughly where your, your best places to go are. So, yeah, I, know, I know that where I am, I go to, I go to the Tesco, I go to the Morrison's, because they're, the, they're the lowest in the area. And you just know that from, you know, local um, knowledge. And obviously, if you're going further afield and stuff, you might use that app and have a look at it. But for the bike, I just go to the first garage I find, because it's, you know, it's not that big you're only pit, If you're only putting 10 litres or 15 litres in, mm-hmm. And it's not the same as taking the car. If you take the car, what used to be fifty-five quid to fill a tank is now costing you sixty quid, sixty-five. So it's it is it's, it's a big, it's tangible. Yeah. You can see yeah. it. Whereas if you take the bike in, you go, well, I, it's probably costing me like an extra pound. Was it worth? You mean going away? Whatever. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, mean? Yeah. But I, I get what you mean. Yeah. You mean it's if I had a if I had. If I was driving a GSE or something like that, a big 27 litre tank yeah. or something like that on it, then I probably would be a bit more kind of, mm, you mean? And, and I think probably with the bike as well, because you've got such a smaller tank, you know, if you've if you've taken your bike into the red, for instance, and you're like that, you're just going to go to the first garage and fill up and not really care too much about it because actually, as you're saying, you know, 700,000 barrels a day less are producing. So you're more likely to go into a garage where it's not got any petrol. You know, when it's no got it, it's no got fuel and all well, the pumps. We've been through that. Aye. You know, we've, we've been through that. that. You know what I mean? But, 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 but we're still seeing it. Even when I went to put diesel in the other day, I went to a garage and there was only one pump that still had diesel in it. You know what I mean? You know, of a 15 pump garage, you know, and then big sign at this thing saying no diesel and pumps. Under the, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Oh, right, well, you just wait till you pull in and then you look across and you've got the yellow thing. Aye, exactly. You go, what? Do you use that petrol prices app for your bike? Both. So you actually bike. use it for both, yeah. but then you are riding an MT10. Yeah, do you know I mean? Exactly. Really quick. Uh, you, you uh, mean, yeah. nice. like go yeah. for one petrol but station. I, I just think you know, again. for me on the bike, I don't. I, it's, it's no. It's marginal. So I just go. Do you know what? I'll just no buy myself a dairy milk. You know what I mean? When I'm in the shop. <laughs> I was going to say, what, when you fill up? Is that the, like dairy milk. You know the I'll have eight litres of fuel, your best E10 fuel, please, and, and a dairy, dairy milk. milk. Which, um, which is, again, three times the price as what it is in any other shop. But yep. since you're selling it in here, hmm. it's acceptable. But, but you're doing three for two, and it only still works out as a equivalent of buying five of them in the supermarket. <laughs> but, uh, but no, so I think from you're right. So yes, it's expensive, but when you're on a bike, it's marginal. And you, if you found a garage that's got fuel, just take it. You know, at the moment, because there is that uncertainty. Not that we're advocating panic buying. 
No, 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 absolutely not. No, because but it's I love a bit of panic buying. Sorry, but you just can't have enough toilet rolls in the house as far as I'm concerned. And batteries. And batteries, yes. Yeah, love honey, remember? Yep, makes, and, for, a uh, great, makes for a great weekend. <laughs> a good, exactly. Um, CR 2032s. I always have a few of them in your draw. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> is that the barcode for a specific... It's the wee flat ones that make it slim and easy to... Right, you can put any smaller, on. any smaller things. So... <laughs> What like your hair made? Anyway, so yeah, so I exactly so yeah, so I personally no, you 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 do you're you're far more. Um, well, I mean, th- I, 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 financially frugal. I get I get Dan's point. So he's saying, give or take, you know, right. pound the pound fifty, maybe saved night. But on the flip side, I look at it and go, well, that's a liter of petrol. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can't argue with that, can you? No, I might actually just download that again and just what start you, using. What it. are you doing, inviting sensible folk on to this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know who's going to be sensible, did I? Wasn't sensible last time I spoke to him. Honestly, you're going to have to kind of oh. do a bit more nonsense, sir. I mean, cut the means. All of a sudden, he's like mature. I know, you know what absolutely. Mean? Yeah, just tighter, tighter strings. That's all, mate. One pound fifty. That's some. Aye. That's some Mo's milk. What, what he says is, what he really means is, he doesn't matter go and ask his mommy. Uh, sorry, Irene for pocket money. <laughs> <That's exactly. laughs> and Irene's not listening, so we're all right. Um, would it stop you riding though? We've probably established that. Everybody's laughing. No, no, that was a stupid. It might stop me from taking that wee extra. Pushing risk and, and, and distance on my bike. Do you know what I mean? And I have to say, I mean, obviously, I've, I've, as we know, we've well established over the last few podcasts, I've not had that much time in the Harley, but that that first couple of, you know, that kind of first 20, 25, 30 miles I did on it, it did feel a wee bit thirsty. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, you know, but obviously it's a new bike and everything, it's got, it's got to kind of. Were you in sport mode, Ian? I might have been. So, um, uh, no, I wasn't in sport mode. I wasn't in sport mode. Glug, nope. glug, 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 glug. I just kind of went, it just felt as if it might be a bit a bit thirsty, do you know what I mean? And I, I don't know, but that's probably just because I'm not used to the bike. And, and it was just a lot of small roads. He binned it, taking it back to Harley's to go, by the way, see when that needle goes up, that one goes down. Are they two connected in some <laughs> way? <laughs> what, what, what roundabout was it? Uh, in Houston, we've Houston. It's like a kind of, it's a roundabout, but it isn't actually shaped like a circle. And it's got a, it's on a, it's on a hill, and it's got an adverse camber, and there was a big massive patch of diesel, Jesus. and they were brand new tires. <laughs> the so ultimate combo. I just, I, also, I mean, I don't like driving in that, going around that roundabout in a car, far right. less than my, my bike. So, you know, but I, I was desperate to let Dan see the, the, the beast. It was all Dan. So, so, um, uh, I, so no, it wouldn't stop me from riding it, but probably I would pop into the garage a bit sooner. Just to make sure that I'm covered. I don't know. Aye. I, I, I tend to run on the 10 anyway. If I'm passing the garage and it's like quarter tank, right, just <laughs> fill it now. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Range anxiety. I thought the 10 was bad. Uh, my mate's got the Gen 1, uh, or rather first version of the Street Fighter V4. Oh, aye. So he filled up at. He filled up with Philip uh, Loman Gate. Right. Okay. Yeah. We got to Inverary, to the Welly, and then back to Milton. You had to fill up again. Yeah, that's fair enough. Sixty-five See, miles. That was on your. Uh, that, wow. Well, yeah. Aye, the second one's on your dream list. Remember <laughs> the new one. Mm-hmm. I hope it's better on fuel. Yeah, do you know what I mean? You're just keeping the MT10, saving your money. Um, are the government? Do, are the government doing enough? No, absolutely not. And I don't mean that in terms of fuel prices. They're just not doing enough to give you alternatives. So you're stuck. Yeah, 
So there's probably two points here, yeah, right? There's, there's, yeah. there's one. Are they doing enough? Given, I've given this year was COP twenty or last mm. year was COP twenty six stuff. Are they doing enough to give you a suitable alternative, yeah. whether that be electric mm. or hydrogen or whatever you mean it may yeah, be? Yeah. And and the other point is, is are they still ramping up the duty? You mean because they, mm. they they take a fair cut and. A duty on petrol. Aye, aye. It's not just like eight pence in every tens. Aye, some form of tax, isn't it? Aye, so, it's not. It aye, it's like crazy. <laughs> is it not somewhat seventy five percent or seventy two percent or something like that of your petrol price is tax? Aye, Jeez. yeah, we're one of the most taxed countries in the world for, for fuel. Do you know what I mean? Because the Americans are buying the fuel at the same price. The you're buying it. Aye. You know, uh, you know the 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 the, the you know the seventy seven. Whatever it is, a barrel, do you know what I mean? The hundred dollars a barrel that we're all buying it at the same price from people. Aye. But um but it's the amount of tax that's put on it. You know what I mean? That, like sort of five pence off. Five P off, it's like a drop in the ocean. But, but, they, but they've so they've they've, they've they they tax you to the help with your fuel, right? And, and 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 call it environmental, but you you don't have any alternatives. They they have now taken away any incentive that, that, that makes an electric a car even potentially affordable to an awful lot of people. Yep. So again, you know, the grants and all that. Have the stopped. grants have all stopped. Well, they've not stopped. They've dramatically, dramatically reduced. reduced. Yeah. But you used to get what was it, three grand or something, if you were buying an electric bike. Aye. And that's it's now down to fifteen hundred quid. I think it is. Don't you think it's as much as that now? Is it? I think it's depending on the size. I depend on the size. The scooters are like five hundred quid or something like that. Right. Have the manufacturers reflected that though? Like every so some of them have actually so the likes of Livewire. Livewire live dropped their price. They, they? Livewire dropped the price by the difference. Right. So essentially, they were giving yeah. you the difference right. in that. So but only only for a little month. The, 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 Aye, it was only the, for a set period the, of time. Yeah, then it went back up. I think Zero did the same. Yeah. I don't know about Energy Car and you mean the others, but I think Zero did the same. So to I, try and combat yeah, it. Yeah, so are, are they doing enough? I suppose that if if they've set a, a tax limit and, and they're and they're basing their kind of fiscal policies on the amount of tax they're getting in from, you know, petrol, alcohol, whatever, right, um, food, all that stuff, then then they can't they can't afford to drop it by very much based on the fact that the. the, the there's a lot of things they then can't pay for, you know, like parties and outside, <laughs> and uh, that kind topical. of thing. Topical, you know, um, uh, you know, because it's only twenty folk are getting fines; they're not going to get that money back. So, um, you know, so th- th- from that perspective, th- they are limited in what they can do in terms of directly affecting the the money coming out of our wallet. So, does there need? Well, actually, because they tax so much, there wouldn't be any benefit in having some sort of governing body. That was monitoring and trying to stop the monopolisation of fuel, because uh, well, why would they when all their pals are running the fuel companies and, aye, and we've established and they established the reason we're getting shafted <clears throat> because aye. of the tax. Yep. So so, um, but they, they they could be doing things to help ease the burden <clears throat> or to help move away from a fossil fuel of you know dependent country, and they're, they're not doing enough on that either. Right. So, so just not, just in general, no. Just in general, no. They're not, they're not doing enough. Just no. It's as far as I can see. If there's things going on in the background, make it public and make us, you know, give us a better understanding. But you know, aye, let us know. Every, the, let us know what the grand plan is. Will you? Aye, everything's getting taken away from you to make things better, rather than you know, and and so things aren't going to be better. No, you know? no, no. Well, it stop me from riding a bike though. No, no, <laughs> no, no. Exactly. Trying to fill up. First opportunity this weekend, I will be off. Yep. And away, and it's all fun weekend. So, all wife and watching the football. I'm away. Out. See you later. Dead. 
Eh? Aye, the roads will be empty. Aye, totally. I mean, apart from bikers that don't follow Fatba, they'll be loving it. Um, like, um, MCN come on, they're doing a big ride out on Sunday. Oh, are they? Um, <laughs> hey, don't you shuffle your pipe? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. Um, where we're talking about fuel, let's talk about E10. Okay. All right. And is it worth it? So, MTM back in February did an experiment. Okay. And mm-hmm. they took two identical Jixxer thousands. Um, they checked, obviously, that they were identical as they could be. So they checked fuel, they checked liquid levels, tyres, yep. the whole shoot match. They made sure that tyres were exactly at the pressure that the manufacturer recommended, all that stuff. They then took two riders that were the same weight, similar height, similar weight, and they decided to test the theory on whether E10 was any better than E5 Super Unleaded. Okay. Which is what I tend to put in my bikes rather than then. Is it? Uh-huh. Well, you like this then. So both tanks were emptied bone dry. One was filled with E10 at a cost of £25.36. That just sounded. £25.36 for 18 litres. Right. The second bike was filled with E5 Super Unleaded for the same garage at a cost of £26.80. So it's about a pound fifty a difference, right? For the same eighteen litres. Then they both set off on the same journey. Now again, containing motorways, B roads. Halfway through they switched the bikes so that the the balancing variables or panned out. After hundred and ninety eight miles, the E ten bike kangarooed to a complete halt. And stopped. Right? The E five super unleaded bike went on for another thirteen point six miles. 211.6 miles that it did and the main reason for this and we'll try and keep it simple ethanol's got a lower energy density right which means it burns the same as petrol but it produces less energy on combustion due to the fact that there's more oxygen yep. molecules in okay. it yep. right that was as about as simple as I could get that right uh, to the point where I, to the point where I understood it makes sense to me yeah. I mean? absolutely so based on simple maths right E10 will cost you 12.8 pence a litre E five E per mile. E I just that'd be great, wouldn't it? Twelve point five mile. I'm just running out the new Can I fill this tanker behind me? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that'd be amazing. I'd be in there with buckets like uh, uh, So E ten cost you twelve point eight pence per mile and E five super unleaded cost you twelve point six five pence per mile. Now it doesn't sound that much, right? And when you think about it, it's about seven and a half uh, seven pounds and fifty pence per five thousand miles a year, right? If you've got a jigsaw, right? The MCN interviewed four other bikers who'd actually tried this similar experiment but on different bikes, and this is the bit that I find interesting. So one guy had a CB five hundred X, right, on an E five super unleaded. He was getting seventy five miles a gallon. When he went to E ten, his bike says he was only getting sixty miles a gallon. Mm, interesting, right? Mm. BMW 1200GS, right, which is the older engine, not the variable thingy one, yep. um, 10% reduction in miles per gallon on E10. And a 1150RT, 20 mile reduction per tank. And on a BMW, a new BMW S1000R, no difference at all. Now, whether that's got something to do with the fact <coughs> that the new... 
and BMW S thousand R has got this engine, ma- this fuel management thing, and all that. And it's right. got a whole bunch of tech in it that it's compensating for it somehow. But that guy saw absolutely zero difference, whereas everybody else has seen some sort of difference between E ten and E five superleaded. Yes. That's before we even talk about oh, does it damage your seals and all this kind of stuff that everybody's kind of. You know, I mean, I don't say scaremonger about, but everybody has concerns over. So. Would you change, or this is a dumb question for you, because you already yep. use E5 Super Unleaded. I just go in and go, ah, E10, that's fine, I'll put that in. But see now, mm-hmm. I'm going to put Super Unleaded in. Yeah. I'll, I'll always use E5 anyway. Do you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's kind of, well, that, that, I did all that one for my, he's <laughs> <laughs> user all driving about. All this information, all this just research, we're going to that. I am, we did it anyway, mate. Anyway, it's fine. Um, yeah, no, I've always, I've always just, um, and also you just get bits and bobs in the engine to help clean your engine a bit better and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So I know a lot of car manufacturers recommend you put super mm-hmm. unleaded or above ninety eight Ron and stuff like that in it. You know I mean? Yeah, every now and again, and every now and again, uh, I, um, I don't do it in the Jeep because it's a diesel, obviously. I definitely um, don't put E five in your Jeep. No, but um, but every now and again, be cheaper, right? If, if I take John's wee Mazda, I'll I'll put some E five in it. Do you know what I mean? Just to just. So here's a question: Would you? What about the emissions? Would you not think of running E10 just so that you're loading your carbon footprint? Well, have you not? Have you done the maths on that? Have you done the stats and what the difference is? No. Well, what's the point of asking the question? Then? <laughs> <laughs> so, it's hopeless, isn't it? Well, I think yeah. it, no, because that, that's the. Whole, you, you must be raging coming out of this level of incompetence, man. <laughs> Debauchery. You know I mean? It's shocking. Um, but <laughs> that's why shocking. that's why the government forced E10 was because it did mm, give yeah. off. It was a car. It was. Producing less harmful emissions, hence mm. why that was helping them drive towards their goal. So there is definite. You mean there is? Yeah, a, I, I, there is I, a reason I, they pushed it. I'm not just saying. No, no, I know. I would make the assumption that because the bike bikes, the amount you're using is marginal. The the emission changes marginal as well. I'll, so, I'll give I'll give you ten on the car, not the bike. Bye. E10 <laughs> in the car all the way, absolutely. But why would you put E10 in the car? Because and uh, not put super unloaded in the car. Is it for the emissions or no, is no. it? You want the petrol car that's got a E10 sticker on it, so obviously it's designed for that. <laughs> my, bike's, my bike's got that sticker uh, on it. That's uh, <laughs> why I'm running the boot sticking E10 in it. That's changing. Right. Um, I, I think, I, I don't, I'd, I'd like to know what the emission stats are, but yeah. it, to be honest, right? I'm going to follow up on to, that. I, please do. To be honest, um, if I was really lacking in <laughs> the emissions, I'd. I'd bioelectric. Bioelectric, do you know what I mean? It's, um, you know, and I'm not on the, I'm not on the bike. Enough to, for it to Aye, be to yeah. be to be um, at the moment. Now, don't get me wrong. If I was back one in the office in Glasgow and I was commuting every day, then it might be more of a, a kind of oh well, actually maybe 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 it is worth uh, changing down because I'm doing so many miles every day. But when you're when you're there and you're going out for a right good you know, kind of you know go on the bike and and you want to get as, as much as you can out your bike and as much enjoyment as you can, I'll take that extra ten percent. Fuel efficiency. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it as an experiment because I've just I just filled mine back up. Yep. Right, and it's full E10. Yep. Right. I'm gonna run it down to not completely empty, but almost empty. Mm-hmm. Right. As much as I can do without getting the fear. Well, you can run it down and then and because your computer will tell you your MPG. Aye. So and then I'm gonna fill it and I'm gonna fill it up. You know, you don't you don't you don't have to have the fear because your your computer will do the work for you. Aye, I know, but you mean the fear of completely emptying it dry. Mm-hmm. You know I mean so. But you can reset your MPG, so you could even just say, "Look, Aye, I'm going to take. I'll take it out on a sixty mile run, and Aye. then I'll and then I'll then I'll empty it. It's as much as I can. Do it up again, and then I'll take it out for the next six, same sixty mile run and see what and happens. See what it does. Reset your just, MPG. Just do, a, just do idle curiosity. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what I mean? 
purely for mine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But what did you put in the well, I say what did you put in the Harley? Have you put anything in the Harley yet? <laughs> <laughs> didn't, even, didn't even have a lot enough to spend in the Harley. <laughs> Whoops. But I'd put E5 in it. Would you? I'm pretty sure it's got an E10 or E5 sticker on it. Aye, mine's is, if mine's has got it, yours will definitely have aye. it. So, do you know what I mean? So, yeah. aye. But I, I know John's Triumph's got an E10 and an E5 sticker on it. Because I, I remember looking at it and going, oh, these stickers on that beautiful tank. Beautiful oh, painted. Do you know what I mean? Although, speaking of stickers, and this is completely way off topic, mm. obviously I fitted my top box today. Right? Yes. Big shout out to Givy. 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 Obviously... Got the top box in and checked if anything worked. That was fine. Never really paid much attention. Got the bracket, connected the bracket up, plonked the top box down and went brilliant. Opened it up, right? Put in the kind of stuff that was in my old top box just in so it was in there, like my visor cat, yep. spare visor, that kind of stuff, right? I like stuff. And looked up and on the inside of the lid, there's a little tiny sticker, right? And it says, if you're in a foreign country and don't speak the language, Here's some basic symbols, just point to them. So it's like there's a little petrol sign. So if you're in a sort of country and you don't speak the language, you can just open your top box and go and that's point it. to the petrol. I thought, that's, good, cool. that's genius. Yeah, that's that good. is pure genius. So hats off to them. I don't know if anybody else does it, but hats off to Gary. Nice that is absolutely tremendous. I mean, not that I tend to go anywhere, you mean abroad, where I don't speak the language Aye, anytime soon. Wheels. <laughs> I know. Aye, aye, man. I think you're away in the wrong direction. We need to have a it's look at foreign language, isn't it? I, I know we've talked about your moral compass, but I think we need actually need to look at your normal sure, compass very now. True. Very true. Do you know what I mean? You think that they all talk. <laughs> I went to Wales. How was it? There was a lot of guys on Kawasaki's. Kawasaki's. Hey. The four bikes you gave us. Yes. So. You're going to see a, a, a difference in the 1200 and 1150 because they're generally big bikes with big tanks, aren't they? Yes, but they, remember, they are older bikes. So the 1150 was then replaced by 1200 and then replaced yep. by the, the Shift Cam 1250. Um, and the same with the 1200 GS, it was a, again replaced. So, the, you mean, the 1150 is probably f- four or five years old at least. Right. And then the 1200 GS is again maybe three or four years old because the, the new 1250 shift cams only came out about, uh, about three years three or four years ago yeah do you know what I mean so they are older bikes but they're not old old bikes mm-hmm. do you know what I mean mm-hmm. whereas the guy on the S1000R the newest was a, that, it was almost brand spanking yeah. do you know what I mean so you're like is it something day with a and the, plus the fact that thing you know that thing's a Okay. That's a weapon. Yeah. You mean that's a mm. that's just a race bike with Aye. road tax. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The light so has it got that much electronics in it that it's compensating and constantly adjusting so that you're getting Does your pan have as that many electronics in it today? Because it's you know what I mean. I don't know. Been I'm about to find it. Well, I'm not about to find it because it's freezing it there. You know what I mean it's dark and yes. it's late, but it's um, I will definitely test it out and see what the what the the output of that is. You could probably take some if while well, you're doing it, take the GoPro with you and do some footage. Glenn just Cole. just mind, mm, just mind and take the battery out first, would you? When you're travelling in your bike, that's all. <laughs> you wouldn't let it lie. Well, you did let it I'm lie. On the, aye, on, aye, on the <laughs> runabout. Hey, yeah. I'm taking one of those. Absolutely. Um, conclusion. Conclusion. <laughs> is, is this one of these ones where we agree again? I think, it's th- I think there's two conclusions. I think I think I, there's I think one as uh, you mean bikers don't really care about the environment and <laughs> uh, 
I, I was going to say, bikers don't care about the environment and they don't really care about the price of fuel <laughs> no. as long as they can get it. I know. It was uh, that. That is a bit. But we said the same so. thing when we were talking with Teapot. When at one point, then we said, you, you, uh, "No, it wasn't." Tell a lie. Tell a lie. It was when I was talking to Scott. Uh, I was putting in Harley a little bit, and I was just chatting about Scott. And, he, and he, I, what he was saying is, he said, "You know, you, you mump and you moan, you mump and you moan about having to put this in, or having to put that in. Or you'll take your car into the garage. You go, I'm just going to put thirty quid in. I'll just put thirty quid in. That will do me just now. That will keep me going." He says, "Yeah, you, you walk, you ride in with your bike, and you go fill up." You just don't care. I, you just don't care. <laughs> yeah. When was the last time you went into a guy's rear bike and went, I'll just stick a fiver in it? Aye. I'll just stick a tenner in it. No, you just go that. <laughs> Click. That's me. <laughs> I'm, I'm away. See you later. Uh, you, you never moan about putting fuel in your bike. Aye. You know, you always moan about putting fuel in your car. You never moan about putting fuel in your bike. And I think that's pretty much sums up bikers, doesn't it? Aye. And I think it's a different. I think because if you've been out in the bike or you're going out in the bike, it doesn't matter whether you're coming or going. You've a whole different mindset. You're in that. Oh my god, this is kind of a canny wait. I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting. Right. I worked all week. I wanted to scoot on the bike, clear the brain, blah blah blah. Your mindset's no in that mindset of oh my god, can you believe that we're in sixty five for fuel? Let's just do the expansion. I remember yeah. back in the days. You know what I mean? When, when I had my two I was. Ah, you just you know, don't. I used to milk a cow for my petrol. Like, you're just like that. First pump is there. Don't care if it's E ten or whatever. Just blah, blah 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 blah. Click. There you go. Into the shop. Oh, cheeky wee dairy milk. Thank you very much. I better get a bottle of juice because I can get white parts when I'm firing down the back roads. Mm-hmm. Into the box, and away you go. Or as I found out last week, when I had any box, I had to put my little bottle of lilt in my jacket. Yes, which ended go. up with a like, jogger's nipple. You know what I mean? Because it kept four an hour. Nice cold oh. bottle of lilt. Oh. Oh. oh, I was like Les Dawson. Yeah. Like that, that. That, that'd be my next be add on to the to the sports when I get it or something to, to hold my juice. Something to hold juice. Yeah, yeah. Like bottle holder. No, yeah, probably to be you know, they've got the wee back. Maybe that one is BMW. Is it R ninety? That was the. Aye, that's the. Would you boxer engine? The one that Tom Cruise used in. Aye, that's the R ninety. He's got a coffee holder. Aye, can get them. You can get them. Sure, you and Charlie had them on the live wires. When they went, would you call it? You can get them. Guess what I'm doing tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Once one meeting's finished. Yep, let's have a look and see if we can get coffee holder. Can you tell me where we are? But hang on a minute. You can get it. We're kind of snooker because their bikes are fairly new. Aye. Do you know what I mean? You'd be alright, you'd get one, no bother. MT ten's been a good cut of year, you'd get one. Aye. We might need to wait another Coffee's six months. Gone now, no. <laughs> or you could keep fueling it. Give that extra ten percent in your miles per gallon. Ah, exactly. Make sure it's E five. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll have an E5 Frappuccino Thanks very much Can't imagine Get a Starbucks Get an E5 Frappuccino A what? A what now? Um, folks that's it That's episode 19 um, Massive thanks to T.O. for coming in Because it has been uh, It's been a bit of a late Recording session tonight Just because of Stuff that's happening Logistics uh, darling Logistics Logistics darling yeah. um, But it's been an absolute pleasure Having you here mate And honestly Likewise. I will just keep giving you a shout when we're ready to do the next one, I'll give you a shout. And if we can accommodate doing it on a Thursday, yeah. ideal. You know what I mean? I know we had moved to Fridays and stuff like that, but yeah, if we yeah. can make no. it work, we'll make it work. Because it has been an absolute joy having you here, and it's a different, a different dynamic. A different dynamic, but a lovely dynamic. The well, kind of dynamic so, so, that you want to. And you're bringing up the coefficient of good looking. 
Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Right. Talking about dynamics, um, I'm looking across the table and there's a paper there with MotoGP in the front. I'm thinking controversial Colin could come in and talk to me about MotoGP. Oh, aye. Oh, I have any controversial Colin in there. No, aye. If you're listening to controversial Colin, controversial then, please, Colin. There's, a, there's a seat sitting there ready for your wee... I know, we'll get a spare mic. We'll get a spare mic, Colin. We do, absolutely. What is that one, anyway? Not to mention uh, Mr. Matt Blanche. They've managed to evade us. Oh, I know, I know. I keep Matt. If you're yes. listening, you're getting dragged in here at some point. You can tell your wife I kidnapped you. I really don't care. But I, we, we and remember, we can do it remote. Aye, we have we the can, joy of remote. And we do have the joy of remote. He's, these he's, days. he's more local than me. He is more local than you. He's <laughs> literally just in the corner. Do you know what I mean? I don't know what he's. You know what I mean? I think he's just. We need just. We just need to kidnap him. Go in a van and just Aye. huckle him into the back and drag him out and get it done. But he's in the same boat as you are. You know I mean young Wayne's. I mean, yep. dug to walk, all <clears throat> that kind of stuff. I mean, me, me and Ian have passed that. Yeah, we're, 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 we're in the twilight. We've got the dugs. We've got the dugs. We're in the twilight years, mate. But to be fair, I've trained them to go and do a, a poo in the, in the tiles so see how they clean up. Oh, well, they don't get it, they don't get it. But rather than the carpet. Right, it's not with the kids or the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I think John's well past that. I <laughs> mm, don't know. I've seen him, seen him in some states, you know what I mean? <laughs> no. Well, yep. I trust I trust the dogs more than him. <laughs> That's shocking, <laughs> John. If you're listening, I don't mean that. It's just a joke, Aye. completely at your expense. Please don't stand up, walk over to me, and slap me in the face. Oh, oh see, I'm even more controversial. That is very there. controversial. Absolutely. Aye. Anyway, I think yeah, I think from take my dog's name dogs, out your yeah, mouth. That's it, mate. Take Aye. my. The Schnauzer's name yes. out of So, so yes, a massive thank you to you for coming along, um, and hopefully there'll be loads more. Uh, times to chit chat and uh, you know we could, we'll just get you in for a MotoGP special absolutely yep. oh and uh, we special on Outlander I'll, I'll pop along for that if possible absolutely <laughs> yeah, no, we'll definitely um, we'll see what we can do see what we can organise for you so um, please do share like and subscribe to the channel to the social medias to everything anything and anything that you can see Average Bikers on you click that button you bash that button till you've never Bashed it before. Bashed bash that button. Bash it. Alright, good bash. Love, honey, if you're listening. And once Ian's edited a little video, we'll get that up on YouTube. Absolutely, we'll yes. Share links and stuff. Um, so if you want to get in touch with questions or a possible big question, then please email us at the average at <coughs> average bikers in a cave at outlook.com. Get in touch via our Facebook page or Instagram. Um, we may. Do, are we, when are we doing TikTok? We'll have to start TikTok. Wait, wait, wait. Did you fix that email address? What email address? How was wrong with that email address? There's not episode one or two, and you missed out a letter and an email address. Oh, we did, yeah, but it's all aye, fixed. Aye, aye, it's all fixed. It's all sorted. Aye. Aye. Thanks. Oh yeah. my god! Turns up sensible and then starts nitpicking. I know. Continuity. So, anyway, it's great to have you here, Tio. I'm sure we'll invite you back for episodes three thousand and seven. You know, we'll be looking forward to having you back then. Aye. You know, when petrol's five quid a, pr- a, a litre. You never know. It might go down after the war. So it's only grand every day. Maybe we're doing after the war. That's true. It's very true. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll get in touch via Facebook page, Instagram, um, and so um, thank you very much, folks. And until our next episode, please do remember that only a biker understands why a dog sticks his head out of the car window.